This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. New scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Bryce Cartwright shows up at Teddy's house offering 50k for the Tigers not to abort the Panthers season. Polygamy investigation underway as South's accused of being fucked by two Farrah brothers at the same time. NRL draws a line in the sand on shoulder charges, but players can step over it to punch someone. Plus, we look back on all the action from round one of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 245 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? Good, buddy. How's things? Good, man. This, this daytime business, is it's working a treat. Yes. I think. I'm not waking up, you know, well, super not, tired. Yeah, not gonna, yeah we're, we're, we're waking up and having a chance to get past the super tired. Yeah. Beat it. <laughs> and then be like, you know, dead in, dead in the most functional hours of the day. Yeah. Rather than that, well, I can say safely, if if we continue with the current recording regime, you're not going to get any any like yawning, no, any of that sort of definitely thing not going on. Um, not that, not that oh, you weren't really, you weren't really that partial to, to stifling yawns through through the show anyway during the late nights, but um, yeah, no, just to be on the safe side anyway. So uh, all good. Um, welcome to the new listeners, and again. Uh, you're just seeing the likes on the Facebook and everything like that. New guys and girls coming to the show all the time, which is fantastic. Uh, don't forget, give us a shout out on on Twitter and uh, or Facebook, and we'll give you a shout out as well. Um, and get you some pre-made followers. Now we've got uh, James here has tweeted us, and his Twitter handle is at jaa91, which is uh, J. About a <laughs> is it J or J? Well. He's James, and he's—I don't want to say his last name, but last initials A. So what I expect is it's actually just—it's like—it's like the the base level custom personalized uh, plate that someone would get with, like you know, initial, middle initial yep, surname. Yep. And then, <laughs> and he's got a nine one. So I presume he was born in nineteen ninety one. Fair enough. Or he was ninety one years of age when he <laughs> joined Twitter. <laughs> in which case, it's probably redundant. Um, <laughs> He's a shout out to this week in league. Uh, started listening to you lads at the back end of last year. Have been disturbed yet somehow addicted to the show. We're just like meth. Well, that should be our, the the new tagline. Like you know, this week in league, disturbing yet addictive. <laughs> <laughs> just like meth. <laughs> that cool, crisp rush to the brain. <laughs> do, do you want to redo the bit where we say why we're really not tired? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Don't I mean, do drugs. You have, your, you have your mineral water, you know, and um, I see that you have some ice in your yes <laughs> in your in your water. Yes, there are clear crystals. No, nothing like a bit of ice beverage. in them. <laughs> <laughs> to the mailbag and uh, had a ton, and uh, sorry, couldn't um, put all of them in. Otherwise, the show would be three hours, and I know that would please a very small percentage of you, but the particularly like, the old school ones from day one. But those three hour thing, don't don't get used to it. It's not going to happen. Uh, regularly slash again touch wood um, occupied duckberg I said uh, welcome back this week in league uh, good episode except for that bullshit from Jay about the world being a globe hashtag seek the truth 
This flat Earth shit is hilarious. Though. Yeah, I thought it's it's hilarious, but also aggravating because the conviction with which they'll argue their case mm-hmm. and the evidence. I'm doing air quotes that you can't hear right now. Uh-huh. On the show. <laughs> you know, air quotes flashing. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just so nonsensical. Did you see that video on Facebook the other day? That old guy who was like a lawyer or something. And he spent... It was probably a five-minute video, right? And he spent about three and a half minutes establishing his credentials that he was a lawyer who tried many difficult yeah. jury trials. And then anyone, ask anyone, you know, in jury trials are the most... You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he spends all his time, you know, don't, you don't, don't mock me, you know, because he's so amazing. And then he got a globe and he had like a little model plane, like a die-cast airplane. And he's like, look, when you're flying around the world like this, you know, see how the plane stays an equal distance around from... But when you're flying from north, say you're flying from the North Pole to the South Pole, the the nose of the plane has to keep dipping down. And and obviously in a plane, you're not upside down, are you? (laughs) Which is proof to the... (laughs) Come on, man. This this is the whole problem, just to touch on this. That the scientific community, yep. when they say things, yep. they're generally required to back them up with facts. Yes. And there, there will be a Demonstrated whole bunch evidence. Of, yeah, there will yep. be a whole bunch of people, peers, mm-hmm. who will review these <laughs> facts, which is generally why peer-reviewed studies can be relied upon and cunts on the internet who <laughs> say they're a lawyer are not as reliable. Yeah, I don't want to get down this. I don't want to get down this rabbit hole too much. But the, the, the comment threads on Facebook posts where someone is is making you know discussing the link between autism and vaccines, and the amount of these these fucking hippie morons that will preface their statement by saying, yeah, "I'm a mother. I'm a mother, and I've done the research. I've done my own research. Yeah. I really have you." Yep. Have, you done, have, have, have you vaccinated numerous children yeah, in clinical trials? Exactly. <laughs> and even so, thousands wouldn't even be a really <laughs> fantastic sample group yeah. to draw your conclusions from. Yeah. What, what was uh, what Jimmy Kimmel said? <laughs> Generally, know, mothers who say stuff like that are worried more about their kids getting gluten than polio. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Uh, where are Tell we? Tell you what, though. Interesting yeah. one. Um, as global hotening, world hotening... Continues yeah. its. It's a thing. It's a thing. Its <laughs> upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, there's going to come a time where the NRL needs to look at: Do they play all games after dark? It's possible. It's funny how they won't. They won't play games. Uh, you know, remember in, in the in the heat of summer, sometimes like in trials, for example, they'll start them later. Yep. They'll you know break them in the quarters and drink yep. breaks and so forth. Kids are playing like. <laughs> Yeah, straight through. <laughs> Admittedly, they're not playing for eighty minutes either. But oh, man. look, my my youngster had had a an hour and a half training session at you know seven thirty in the morning. Built character. That's it. Yeah. Um, but you know, as global hotening starts up, teams playing at night time will become more and more of an advantage. Maybe, and maybe you know, the, an expansion to Perth might not be on the cards, or relocating a team to Perth might not be too hot. <laughs> can't sustain. <laughs> can't sustain human life there. <laughs> Fat, hairy, lazy on Twitter said, uh, cracking start to the year. Picked up from where you left off. And uh, Nat, it's a welcome addition. Cheers. Indeed. There's almost a this week in that section coming up. Uh, Mr. Wars, 
in, in response to the tweet last week from Paraman, where he said that he was grateful for two things in life, uh, his kids and this week in league being back. And I remember at the time stating, wow, that's that's a lovely sentiment, but really, yeah, you've got to have bigger priorities in your life, you know. I mean, one, daylight, two, or maybe, but I don't know. Um, and, and Sam's come back and said, uh, this, I'm grateful for, great, this I'm grateful in life. All my kids being dead in my girlfriend's vagina because she's on the pill and this week in league is back. Yep. Uh, Bryce was happy with that too, Sam. Oh, uh, he's a he's a you're a real cart, right? Um, <laughs> real, real chip off the old cart. Uh, blue underscore beaver. And this is talking to speaking to the discussion we had last week, where it's why is Ashton Sims like such a pariah for being partially to blame for the Broncos bundling out two games short of the grand final in 2008, and yet Ben Hunt falls forgiven. He's he he kills him yeah. in extra time, sudden death. Yeah, and he's all you know. He's final. Yeah. All, yeah. So our blue underscore beavers said Broncos fans are indebted to Ashton Sims from saving them from the 2008 Manly Juggernaut, and that's the, and that's I'll put that on my headstone. That's <laughs> oh they they did they just got saved from 70 nil honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh. Because uh, look, you know the Storm beat the Broncos, and then the, and then the then the following week the Storm beat the Sharks like thirty nil, and yep. then they lost forty nil. Oh, it's, it's science. Yeah, that's it. It mathemat the, the the NRL mathematics add up. <laughs> that's a seventy nil minimum seventy nil scoreline against the Broncos. You, you are the flat Earth believer <laughs> of NRL science. <laughs> yeah, well, at least forty nil did happen though. <laughs> Mr. Wars, he, of course, being the Broncos fan that he is, he would have an opinion on this subject. And he said, No, Ben Hunt, no grand final game at all. Got us there. Ashton Sims didn't give a shit in the year in the lead up. Shut your mouth, cunts. So, what? You're saying that someone can get you there and then fuck you? Yeah, that's enough. That's okay. Just getting you there is enough. Okay, no worries. Respect your opinion. Yeah, I mean, low bars and all, but yeah. Fine. Up, up. Surely you need to finish the Glenn giving Jay's missus a spray story off. Did she feed it back to him? Did he apologise, etc.? <laughs> we did get sidetracked from um, the conclusion to yeah, that story. No, it, it all ended happily. Um, I rang him. Yep. And opened the phone conversation with, what the fuck did you say to my wife, cunt? <laughs> and then said... <laughs> She's got my old phone number. It's okay. She's a good sport. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, legitimately, her first concern, I had a bit of a, a checkered youth. Yeah. Her concern was that it was some girl's dad <laughs> coming back, tracked me down from my 20s, yeah. demanding child support and, and other stuff. So, no, all's well that ends well. Yep. And, uh, and everyone had a good laugh about it, so no harm done. Oh, we laughed. Oh, he's like, what, it's just a great, great story, though. And, uh, and, and, and Glenn learned never to jump off the deep end ever again. <laughs> Except not really. Um, rugby for all, underscore JP, who used to be Warriors suck balls. It's <laughs> changed. Well, obviously, he started a rugby site in Japan, but... Uh, He's on hashtag Warriors suck balls here. Nate summary of the Warriors season's a bit harsh. History never repeats. Well, maybe it does. 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's science. Stuart Marlar. Dragons offering Dugan centre money. I'm not sure I'd even offer him Centrelink money. Oh. 
See, that should have been one of the lines at the start of the show last week. It should week. have been. And I felt I said it on Twitter at the time, but I, just, I feel ashamed that we missed that. That I mean, it's not low hanging fruit. That is a tap back. But that's the we should have. Yeah, we should well Yeah, we should have got that one. Beer boy one eight two. Speaking about the calling calling the, uh, the footy grounds by their old names and so on. Uh, I still call by their own old names, including Lang, Lang Park, Shark Park, uh, SFS, Olympic Stadium. But we'll call Brookie Lotto Land for the lols. And no more Keith Urban disses. <laughs> yeah, beer boy. Drinking fucking craft beer and having your no, dick No, no, he's be cider boy though. He drinks cider. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> there we go. Case in point, doing it to be a, a throwback nostalgic hipster fuckwit doesn't count. To be fair, if Sh- I'd, I would call Shark Park Shark Park if... Its proper name wasn't Reclaim Stra- Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't a funnier, better option to use. SFS, I still call it SFS. What is it now? Is it still Allianz or is it something else? <laughs> That's always going to be SFS. We just call them insurance stadiums. So I think they're all something to do with insurance or, yeah. or gambling. <laughs> um, King Levius. And uh, it's Levi. Uh, the pod is back. Footy's back. My gambling problem is back. I'm happier than Tim Simone when his first try score a bet hits. Actually, <laughs> loving life. Uh, Devin Ed, listening in, uh, to this week in league in the car with my girlfriend today, and she asked if Shark Park really was called Reclaim Australia Stadium. Is now. I would not be poking too much fun. She's obviously, you know, challenged enough mentally to be with <laughs> fucking Dev. <laughs> Let's so, be, I also I also would would add that she is a Victorian living in Melbourne and probably knows <laughs> knows fuck about rugby league like at all. So I think it was a fair question, but it was a funny one. And uh, yeah, the Sharks wish it wasn't. That's for sure. Aussie Jag, glad you're back, gents. It's been a long off season. Hashtag legends. Hashtag great work. Thank you, sir. And uh, that dude was living the dream last year. Or was it like he was in late last year? On his tour, so went, yeah, on his tour, and he was yeah. over there. Get went to a couple of Jags games in a row, and and fraternising with you know local radio. And, yeah, and, <laughs> I think the ownership of the side, and like just a great trip. Um, Got to love Keefe. Can we start a GoFundMe and sort out Fafita's duck ass? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to start a GoFundMe, I mean, surely there's there's more worthy causes, though, right? Like, <laughs> Look, one man's worthy cause is another man's waste of money. <laughs> That's Put true. it up. That's true. You now we, we we welcomed uh, Nat Sinclair to the show last week for the first time, and uh, in an ongoing uh, segment for the whole season. And continuing, you know, with any luck. And uh, we had a bit of feedback about it. Uh, Mick the Perm said, um, I love the addition of Nat Sinclair to this week in league. More please, love it. Uh, Timmy McIntyre, finally, a woman who knows her rugby league. Uh, well done. Nice one, Timmy. Whipsy77, uh, holy shit, she could talk underwater. I thought I was at home pretending to listen to my missus bang on. <laughs> As I was saying to you before we recorded, until uh, uh, that tweet was the first I, uh, that ever crossed my mind. I never, I, when I was chatting I never thought that well, she was banging on. All I'm thinking is that if your missus is as articulate and well-informed and passionate about rugby league... Your Merrins, mate. Yeah. Punch your Merrins, mate. Finn Scotty, yeah. Your best pot of the year so far. Homus is solid work. <laughs> Nat was that serious. Nat was seriously, and then it was like, what do you call that? Like the, the AOK emoji, that one? Is that, um, like, you know? Yeah, that's like the apples. Fuck, fucking mint cunt. Is that's, that, that's, <laughs> that's, she's apples. That, and then I was like, thumbs up and some other shit. And also, she was good on the pod. 
So Scotty Finn officially becomes the first vague sex pesty yeah. person to nap. Voodoo Rock. If Penrith make the grand final meet, uh, if a grand final, I hope Nat gets her priorities in order and goes to the Twill grand final meetup. Or Fuck if they that. don't, if, then... If Penrith make the grand final, I will steal her fucking outfit and be on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be at the meetup in the... <laughs> strap, on the strap on the pleather or... That's a question I've got to ask this week. What are those fucking suits made out of? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Sam Warden. Uh, Nat is the best thing to happen to this week in league since ever. Fuck you, man. Giannis <laughs> <laughs> underscore Mateus. Cool. Early ruling is Nat as a possible rookie of the year contender, even though she's graced us with her presence before. Yes, um... I'm not going to say anything or speculate or project any possibilities in terms of like Twillies' long season, and I don't want to influence any potential. However, votes. we we are um, offering spreads and betting options yeah, for the, the first time. Yeah, the, <laughs> there's a multi on on multiple. They're going on 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 winners of multiple categories this year, and it's paying a dollar and one. <laughs> um, this weekend, X factors. <laughs> We're uh, still we still wait. We had uh, we had some uh, some NFL X Factor stuff, but the tweet for me was Butsy eight eight eight, and he said uh, Bryce Cartwright presents this week in X Factors, and so I just want to say from now on, ongoing, the segment will be known as Bryce Cartwright presents this week in X Factors. So get him in. Um, ha ha. And in regards to the the, the segment formerly known as this week in Luke Dawn, uh, oh Sammy boy underscore oh Sammy boy underscore. People with underscores in their Twitter handles, though, who fucking hurt them? Jay? They're fucking great. Get on it. <laughs> oh, they're, they're the absolute most annoying th- fucking thing. Yeah, only if you have to say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, typing, on a fine. show when we talk about tweets all the time. Yeah. You, didn't you have... You were like tool stepped out or something. You had, you had some great handles. I, I was copying shit because mine was too long and people couldn't fit enough words in their tweet. Oh, they said shorten it. That's their problem. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll change it to something not underscored. Yeah, and uh, and you too, Sammy. Um, <laughs> everybody, how about in honour of next uh, ESL Man of Steel, you rename the segment to this week in Braden William? No, because I think the next Man of Steel will be Matty Parcell. Fucking bank it. Is it William or Willie Army? Who fucking cares? He's gone now. Can't hurt me anymore. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's not my job to pronounce this guy's name properly. I'm I'm not the uh, husband where the fucking Kiwi commentator is. <laughs> So much of the A pronounce his name probably or B know where he went to high school <laughs> and no facts about his high school career. <laughs> All right, um, and those boys they'll be back next week. Uh, had discussions. I'm not sure if it's going to be possible given the obviously the the great time difference and and the the intricacies of setting up uh, things like that. But we have had talk of uh, doing it live. Ooh. And so actually I'll you know have a conversation with them and they can do their thing. We actually have a conversation. Fantastic. But it just depends. I mean, obviously, it's going to be very early morning for one of us or very late night or you know, something like that. So we'll, you'll have to try and figure it out. But uh, it's, I think it's uh, something to be good good for the segment if we could do that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> memberships. I didn't really have any dissenting op- any real uh, dissenting opinions on the on the hoodie or anything. So I guess we're going to do it. No one hates the hoodie. No one hates the hoodie. Still, still looking for some out of the out of the box suggestions on what the other piece to the puzzle could be, though. Too, hey, one more thing. I want to get one more thing in there, if we can. I am happy. Um, no, I'm not. I just realised what I was about to say. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> 
So you don't want to continue down that sentence nope. at all? No. Okay, good. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, if you've got any ideas, let us know. And um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the. Haven't heard back from the from the the uh, unknown soldier in England whose yeah. whose membership I have in my possession, but I don't know who it was. So they either refused to take delivery just because they got the shits, and they just <laughs> they just weren't interested. Maybe the postman was fucking their wife or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, you know if you know, if you're out there, ground control to Major Tom. Someone talked. Claim your membership. Those, those tabloids over there. Tell yeah. someone they've won a prize from Australia and never claimed it. Well, uh, Peter Andre or something. What yeah. <laughs> cool. No, so do that anyway, or or not. I mean, otherwise, cool. I, you know, I can I can have this. I can have the, a, a battered, <laughs> battered satchel, <laughs> just sitting around the house forever. I don't mind. It's great. It's, it's a bit of art. Yeah. Maybe you should dip it in resin, paint it gold, and turn it into a, sta- a trophy of some kind for a, a twilly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the battered male. <laughs> the battered male. Um, yeah, no, so let us know if, if that is indeed you. And uh, yeah, feedback on the memberships would be great. And uh, I think that's it for the, uh, the mailbag stuff. Fantastic. So moving right along. News this week. Uh, we've got a couple of news uh, items assembled to, for discussion points. Jared Hayne and the Titans, and his tweets about the the loose lips sink ships, and uh, mm. which is basically the PG, you know, snitches get stitches, and you know, yes. less threatening version of stitches. So, or the less uh, cryptic version of. My Shut teammates are fucking icebergs, <laughs> yeah. which also sink ships. Yeah, alluding to the looseness of their lips. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like there's a bit of an issue with Hayne, though, and I'm inclined to believe that smoke like that doesn't <laughs> doesn't occur in a vacuum. <laughs> and so there's definitely something. And so the story goes. We were talking about it before we recorded, but the, as the story goes. He uh, suffered a he suffered an injury in the nines. Hmm. For whatever reason, organised treatment in Sydney yep. with his people in quotes. Asked permission of uh, one of the captains. Was it, did, did they say which one it was? Was it was it? No, the Titans yeah, have got thirty four. Yeah, yeah, they got they got three hundred and sixty eight so. captains. Um, but it was it was either like Ryan James or um, Proctor. As a member, I was consulted and I yeah. approved it. You approved it? Yeah. Okay, great. So <laughs> he's gone down and done the treatment. Um, he didn't ask the coach for permission, and then so there's like the the leadership. He was removed from the leadership group. Yeah, find it, an amount of amount of money. What, what what's happened is over the course of the off season, yep. um, and even before that, the Titans have a system in place for procedures. Yep. Right, and this is like any business worth its salt focuses a lot on procedures and where mm-hmm. they can fine tune things. Yep. And one of the ways that they keep these procedures in check and keep people accountable is the use of financial penalties. Yep. For um, Wrongdoings. Yep. And the thing that fucks me off the most about this is that this shit was complete and utter clickbait. Yeah. 
right? So what's gone on is there were things ranging from his comeback from his uh, off-season over his weight goal. Yep. So there was extra work to be done there, yep. uh, right up to the, the Sydney factor. And he thought he was doing something okay, and he wasn't. Because of his wrongdoings, he was removed from the Titans' leadership group. Yep. He has then done enough in the eyes of the leadership group to be reinstated. Now, this all happened in the fucking off-season. Yep. However, this is written as if he was removed yesterday. Yeah. Well, it's just coming. It's, it, all, it's all coming to light now, and then you know the feeding frenzy begins, and exactly they're trying to trying to find find cracks, and and Neil Henry probably probably didn't help things as much. You know, at the press conference yesterday when he nah. was just you know, well, I'm not talking anymore about that. To to so, use yeah. the to use the fuel analogy, the the fire analogy, you know, don't throw any more fuel on it. Yeah. But again, you know, I there are a, a couple of journo's who listen to the show, and I've seen from them that they're as put off by this sort of shit as um, other people are. But I think it would have been fantastic for somebody to look at that and pick that up and go, radio. so Hayne was fined and removed from the leadership group. Let's talk about what the Titans are now doing to try and improve their organisation. This is the system they got in place. This is why they believe it will work. These are the outcomes they've seen from it. That's not the least bit salacious, though. Exactly. Why would, why would it, you do that? It is absolute There's no controversy shit. to that. Well, yeah. This, so, Yeah. Um, but we shall, we shall see. I mean, and then you had other people like you know, like Highmarsh and like some you know past teammates saying, "Oh, he's like legit the, the laziest trainer that yeah. I've ever, ever trained with." I heard uh, Talis talking on the radio on the weekend, and he was saying, "Look, if he's meant to be the laziest trainer, that 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 is, man, they never play with Steve Renoff or Alfie Langer." <laughs> and, yeah. And he said, "With and he said when it came, one day he spoke to Wayne, like Wayne would let them not do shit." And he and he'd say to Wayne like, "Why are we getting flogged? And why why are you letting them you know get away with that?" And Wayne said, "Look, he said, Gordon, some players you just make you just want to make sure they bring their boots with them on Sunday." That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <And that's> it. <laughs> the, the thing that doesn't help Haynes' case is his shit like you know putting out there on Twitter. Yeah. Loose lips sink yeah. ships. He needs for his part. He needs to sh- just shut the hell up and exactly. And whatever, and listen to whatever the message from the club is, and just reiterate that message, and everyone yep. just stay on message, and yeah. then these things don't keep blowing up, and and so forth. But, but, yeah, he does. He, I mean, to, to say that there is probably like an ego problem, or a superstar problem with Hayne, I think it's probably fair to say that that's that's that, that's that's true. But I, he also wouldn't be Robinson Crusoe in in no, the NRL with that either. And but but looking yeah. at a couple of the comments I've seen around it, um. You know, it, it's, it comes back to that media training. We were talking last yep. week about the cunt doing media training with the Tigers. Yep. And in his promo photo, they're grabbing each other on the dick. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the level of media training or yeah. the professionalism of the media training... And you see the Raiders, the Raiders... Remember, the, I didn't bring yeah. up the Raiders team photo where... They can play about them. At least they blacked him... Um, yeah. You know, scrubbed him out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with that. If that goes on, that's fine. But you saw the one with the team all sitting there with their, the, the hands swapped over on the knees and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about... No, one. no. Where oh no that was the roosters yeah no, no I was talking about the one um, th- where they had like I, th- I think it was like yeah, like BJ and yeah <laughs> and Rapata sitting in the front row and you know the players are sitting with like a hand on each School knee photo. and they're like and they swapped yeah. over like one <laughs> well, no I think was it the roosters that had the, they put a photo out and they were all at a pool somewhere and one of the players someone has just gotten a like the the paint program on the computer and just blacked him out completely. That's poor work. So the... In his, in his day and age. Yeah. Um, 
But it's little things like, you know, Ash Taylor was probably asked a very innocent question. Yep. And his response was something like, you know, um, if Hayne wants to do individual stuff, that's not what the team want because the team want to come together as a unit and perform. Yes. And that's all the kids said. And then that's been extrapolated out to, to this. And what I would hate to see is clubs have to get to the problem stage. is he's young as fuck exactly and, he, and they and those are the ones that especially need the treatment exactly from internally to say look these guys are going to try and catch you anything in saying something that bags Hain no matter how how seriously anything that anything that they can grab and twist for for context mm-hmm. that may or may not be there you just can't fucking you just cannot give it to them at all yeah you know. So. But it, it probably goes to the, the culture of the place. How often has stuff like that happened out of somewhere like the Storm? Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, well, I think the Storm, the storm basically does summary executions out the back yeah. of the sheds, and the players are all in there complicit, you know? <laughs> Bellamy will remove parts, and they are parts you will miss. Well, it's like, it's like the firing it's, squad thing. Like they'll, they'll get the entire team out mm, the back. Yep. They'll get like the top 25, and if it's someone in that 25, you know, they'd line them up against the wall... Everyone has rifles, and none of them know which one has the which yeah, one doesn't have it. the blank. Yep. So all they're all complicit. Um, but look, hopefully this whole thing that the the Titans are trying out starts to enforce that culture. Um, but again, the yeah, if the media training's there for the players, then the the shit bit fake news. Yeah. Don't get to run these. But still, I, 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 I still, I st- I'm still not 100 percent sure how fake it is, and if there's any smoke there. And I'm, I'm watching Hayne closely because people listening to the show would know that you know we've been pretty big supporters of him, mm. and yeah, and, he, and he's following of his dreams and whatnot. Oh yeah, definitely. But tell but, me, oh, man, tell me, tell you. Knowing, knowing him and and how he is, tell me if this doesn't go some way to making it a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I, I just I can just feel another dream coming on. Well, no, if he's getting so much shit for every little thing here, yeah, what does that put thoughts in his head of you know what? Games that games done nothing for me. I'm going to Toulon. Exactly. <laughs> or at least I'm better off where people don't know who I am and yeah, and don't don't have the baggage. Yeah, tell me they wouldn't love that. Yeah, we're with you, Jared. So the next one, you know, this uh, this business with the shoulder charge, particularly. With um, Marty Tapao, again, th- again th- well, three it was three weeks for a guilty, and they've taken the early the early plea, so they're getting two. Mm-hmm. Versus situations where players actually punched on, mm-hmm. and they weren't, they well, they're getting no weeks. Yes, no weeks. And and like in the Tapao situation, that shoulder charge, it wasn't penalised at the time either. Mm-hmm. wasn't even noticed at the time by anyone except for. Um, well, the two times I've seen it, like the first time I was listening because the at that part of the game I was listening to on radio, and then went through and watched it again later, mm-hmm. and it's just it's really the commentators, mate. Then they're going, "Oh, there's going to be something," and then all the rest of the game they're talking about how there's going to be yeah. something to answer. For, like, it- fuck up, snitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first. That's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, like I I love the introduction of the. The the, fine, the the paying of a fine to avoid weeks off thing. Yep. But we said at the time how there's inconsistent, like where tripping was meant to be one of the most cardinal sins. Yeah. And it became something, you know, you cough up 1,500 and, yep. you know, wipe the slate clean. Um, how, do they, how are they policing that it's the players paying that and not the club? They just say that they've got balances in, and checks in place to ensure that it's the player doing it. I don't know. How? Yeah, I mean, nothing's stopping the thoroughbreds. 
This doesn't even have to be fucking thoroughbred level. No, but I'm just saying nothing. If, if the player could pay it, and there's nothing stopping him from having an envelope slipped under his door, <laughs> or slipped in his mailbox, yeah, with fifteen hundred cash, it's untraceable. But again, it doesn't even have to be. Yeah, that's right. That's that. a, that's an extreme extreme example. Like, are we but, auditing every single player's every single financial fucking transaction? If they were, salary cap things would, would be a thing of the past. Oh, my fucking God. It, yeah. And I'm, I'm not against the fine system. I like the fine system. I wish it was fine for fucking shoulder charges after this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just another case of the NRL completely dropping the ball on reality. Yeah. And understanding what the fucking rugby league watching community see and understand and are capable of processing in their heads. Yeah. It, the the fine system is designed so players don't miss big games for small indiscretions, such as touching a referee, um, moving past careless them. low <clears throat> low grade. That's uh, You know, high tackles and things like, like that. Yeah. How, how many times? And it, it's happened at pretty much everyone's team where you've seen someone that's crucial to your team stick an arm out late in the game and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's well, for those dickhead, things. Dickhead for Newell Blake. I mean, he's, he's, his was in the 80th minute. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, he deserves three weeks. He deserves six because, I mean, that's just frustration being a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> but but just that, that fucking non-reality between... You can shoulder charge someone and get a, a minimum two weeks. Yep. You can punch someone in the face and, and potentially and get, play the next week. Yeah. And and miss out on being binned. Yeah. And then we had the and and then we had situations like with Russell Packer hitting Peter Hiku high and um, fracturing his eye socket. Yeah. And the match review Nothing. committee. Like the, there is lasting damage. Did you see the thing where I didn't see the article because it's a premium one. I didn't. You know, fuck that shit. But did you see the it's article where, where it was talking about the uh, the history between Hiku and Russell Packer? No. They're saying that Hiku is, is mates with the guy that Packer fucking stomped that time. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so there could be more to it. Which makes it even worse. He <laughs> like, is my fucking least favourite Packer. Really? Yes. Like, in no particular order, I place Fudge, Kerry... James and Al <laughs> above him. Yeah. Fucking degenerate cunt. But you, you raise a good point. There is lasting damage to the bone structure on somebody's face. Yeah. The match review committee should at least go back and say, okay, can we determine how that happened? Did he Was hit- it incidental contact or, you yeah. Know, yeah. Did he hit someone's knee? Yeah. Was it a normal tackle and he got up with a busted eye? I'd this- much rather see them go over that sort of shit with a fine tooth comb. Yes. Because it's, it's not that easy... Mm. to fracture like an orbital on someone it's not I mean it's built to protect yeah very vulnerable parts of your body and it, and like, it needs to be fairly concentrated yeah point of force yeah um yeah so you know on that note with with that BJ thing yep on that subject of consistency that was a perfect example of where the bunker should have some power to say yep. uh, some cunt just got punched in the face yep we need to review it Yep. That stops the commentator shit. Oh, yep. he's done that and he's missed it and he's this, 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 this. Oh, the referee's so shit for missing it. Hey, but you just you bitched about him so much last year that they had to dial back the amount of yeah. influence the bunker can play during the, you know. But yeah. this, this is that whole thing. 
get that fucking culture between the bunker and the referees. We're not here to say you're wrong, you're an idiot, you yep. miss something. Yep. We're here to supplement you because you can't see everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all it needs to be. And it's just the thing you just listen listen to to any you know any professional yeah. American sports, and if something happens where they'll disagree with the call, mm-hmm. and but they'll leave it there before the next play. Yep. That's, and they, they won't keep rabbing on about it forever and ever. Exactly. So, And then you get the situation like... But also the referees there are so great. Yeah. Or the, um, the video reviewal in, in the in American sports is so great that when they do review it, often they'll come back and the commentators will be like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, um, they're right. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the judiciary is already... Someone put on Twitter, I think they wanted, you know, it's only round one, but... Yeah. It's only round one, but the judiciary's already yeah. fairly fucked. Yeah. Um, put higher gradings automatically on punches and trips. Yep. Okay. Uh, in the game the other night, we had uh, on Friday night, we had uh, Greg Inglis clearly was lame out there on the field, uh, hobbling around like a baby foal and not taken off. Now, admittedly, the rabbits were down on troops, but it's round one. It's not the grand final. Yep. There are way bigger fish to fry. Yep. This season, and even though as a club coach, it's not your concern really about origin and stuff like that, yep. but origin and tests yeah. and stuff, as well as your own club's fortunes, and so your best player's hobbling around and you leave him on... And then afterwards, he gets the scans and he's out for the year. Hang on. ACL, six months. Let's go deeper than that. He gets injured in the eighth minute. Yeah. He spends a whole game. He is consistently signalling to the bench. That he's fucked. You know, and and that's ignored. And you knew how bad it was because it wasn't his usual fucked knee. It was the other one. Yeah. And so, he, and, and so he's come out without strapping on his knees for the first time in fucking I don't know how long. Yeah. So he obviously felt great. Like, he's had a good off-season. Yep. You know, he feel, felt fully recovered. He did look fit. Yeah. And um, and then he fucks his other knee. Badly enough that... <sighs> yeah, I, yeah. I spoke to to two people whose opinion I trust on this. One of them being a, a medical professional. And yep. the other um, being somebody who has had a similar injury. Uh, yep. Albeit from a... a um, Motorcycle accident. Yep. Um, and they they both pretty much said, you, you know something is wrong. And the medical pro was saying that you, you don't risk it. No. With, with knees, there is so much that could be going on and so much that could be disguising what's Other going stuff, on. Other stuff, yeah. That you do not risk it. And then even Paul Gallen came out and said, well... Uh, I was told that I'd done an ACL, yep. but it ended up just being a meniscus. Yep. Yeah, okay, I understand why you're saying that they're hard to diagnose on the field, so you're not surprised they got it wrong. But if it's common knowledge they're hard to diagnose and can be mistaken... Then why take the risk? That that fucking <laughs> medic, and all jokes aside about who he is and who his family is... <laughs> that makes uh, it extra tasty though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that... And I understand that Madge is operating on the advice of his medical staff, but what is he? What would his medical staff have been saying? There's, in, there's no other option than them saying, 
it looks like that looks bad in our opinion. Yeah, we haven't had a little chance to look at it because he's out in the field, but that, he's definitely he's done a knee. And looking at the way he moves and all of the directions he's having trouble in moving, yep. I've got to say, it could, it could be ACL. What do we do? I mean, it's got to, the final decision has to come to him. Whether you know, and there's no way that they went to him and said, "No, nah, he's sweet. Don't yeah. worry about it. He's just fucking exactly. He's just corked it." There's no fucking way. There's no scenario in the world exactly ever in history look, where they where they've given that information to the coach. Greg, Never. Greg Inglis, being the competitor that he is, I'm sure he was not there saying, you know, take me off or you know, come and you know, yeah, yeah. He was probably saying, because, what, "What can you do to get me back out there?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'd, yeah, that yeah, it it doesn't hurt anyone more than it hurts Greg Inglis. Honestly, there's going to be some bad teams this year, but if, I, I think, and it doesn't matter how good it's out, so that sort of shit, that is, coach has to be on the fucking line to be terminated first up in this season for pulling that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean that that sort of shit should lose dressing rooms. That should lose locker rooms right now. When your coach clearly does not give a fuck about yeah. the physical well-being of players out Especially there. Especially in... And again, if... In it, low pressure, low stakes, round one of a long season. If if it was in the grand final... And game was done too, you know, fairly Ingl- early. Inglis is a hero when he's one of the, you know... Yeah. Uh, gladiators who, who played injured, but round one. Yeah. Round one in a game that was, you know, that was kind of... You know, past them, you know, for at that stage, yeah, for for much of it, you know, it was, they were, you know, they're pushing shit uphill for almost the entire, you know, yeah, apart from so. very early, you know, so yeah, I think it it needs to get to the stage where there are independent medicos. This thing yeah. of having team medics, when you see the layperson on Twitter just blowing up about it, mm. I mean, this is not, this doesn't require medical. I mean, like, even if he got, even if the the connection between him and his medical staff was terminated for some reason, they well, couldn't communicate. If nothing else, he should have made the rugby league decision that you are not an effective defender, even out on the wing, yeah, because you can't fucking move, yeah. So, off you're off, yeah. It's just, uh, yes, it's uh, strange. What what did Greg do up at fucking Nana Glen in the off season to, get to, to deserve this treatment? <laughs> The father another child. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this uh, speaking of fathering children, <laughs> controversy this week has come to a head. See you next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your mate. Yes. Brycey Cartwright. Yes. Came to light that there was a there was a contract with a, a former flame of his, paying her fifty thousand upon performance of an abortion mm. of which he was the father these millennials man they just <laughs> just think they can just make everything go away just with money <laughs> yeah everyone involved in this story is such a shit cunt <laughs> like just a, just absolutely shit cunt and and also young and stupid yeah but this what a despicable <laughs> fucking tail and then to see that then his current missus has come out saying oh no it wasn't just 50 she's made this itemised list yeah. of stuff adding up to like 187,000 yeah. something like I'm you know you, you can't be biased in these sorts of situations so the best you can do is stick to what you know yep um a, a couple of issues I have initially a it was pretty shit not to take responsibility, apparently, and again, this is apparently, 
Yeah. She's tried to reach out to him mm-hmm. and people close to him when it happened. Yep. It, it's pretty shitty to not face up to it then, yep. just as a as a man or as a yep. human being, yep. to face up to it to a responsibility. Then she's then gone when she couldn't get what she wanted, and I'm not saying that was money, but she couldn't get the contact with him that she wanted. Yep, she's gone to the Telegraph. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that was a nice person move. Oh, I've, there's, there's a lot of no, non nice so, person moves. On, on, there's from no fucking happy too. ending here, but the the thing we know. Is that it's not a contract? Yeah, it's a deed. Yeah, contracts. Just speaking very generally, and fucking Nat would probably be better at speaking about this than I am. Generally, um, revolve around a, a good or a service. Yep, and payment. Yep, and those conditions. A deed is generally speaking an agreement by two parties. Yep. So if it was a contract, people would be right in saying he paid her to do this. Yeah. The deed was, these two people are aware of this situation. They have agreed that these will be the outcomes. Yeah. So even saying that that he paid her to do it, I don't know how true that is. You don't know. Yeah, we don't know. She has said that she had it done because of the bullying text messages. I... Yeah... Look, that's yeah, it's possible. Um, we... Pressure, but you know, it in this instance, if you'd have faced up to it in the first time, that solves all the issues. Yes. So again, he's young, and he's dumb, and I know just as many stories in my personal life of deadbeat dads yep. who don't take the responsibility. Yep. And I also know stories of dads who go far above and beyond. Yep. Very often to the detriment of themselves. Yeah. So, you know, it. the The thing that I've seen, though, is people comparing him to Mitchell Pearce and saying that the NRL must act as as firmly with him as they did with Mitchell Pearce, um, yeah. which is complete and utter horseshit. So they must be East fans, surely. I mean, because no, nobody... The, the do, people even think about, do people even think about Mitchell Pearce anymore? Hmm. Really? East fans feeling like their season was torpedoed last year, maybe. Yeah, that would no. be it, though, right? Um, but, yeah, I I think it, it goes to the fact that people, be they football players or be they young human beings, they need support networks. Um, and, and I hope that Bryce now has that. And I hope that this young lady has that. You know, it can't be easy to go through. Yeah, especially but, the, with the extra the extra scrutiny and all that on the, you know, on top of it. But um, but with with the facts, with what we have in front of us, with the facts, there were some pretty shit cunt decisions, like what you said on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an agreement of funds to be transferred. Um, after something had happened that they agreed upon. So, yeah, I, th- I saw something through the week where there, def- there definitely was a suggestion that like, she wasn't going through with it until the cash had been... And I don't which even... does make it more... Which does, which does veer it more into the contract side of things. It was like termination upon, <laughs> upon payment of, the, uh, of the, the termination... Not termination fee in terms of the procedure, yeah. but termination fee in terms of the... Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. But, well, again, you know, if she said that... Yeah. Who does that... To whose detriment is that? Is that her saying, well, you know, I really want to keep the baby, 
but I'm not doing it until you pay me this? Or is it, well, uh, you no, know, I, think I, I want the money. That, yeah, that was my, my impression was you want, you want it gone, but you know, until you pay up, that's not happening, which is terrible because what you're talking about is using... Is her like valuing a, yeah. 50K over it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, like I said, that's that slippery. You don't... We don't know. And that just gets into... That's just... That's just the, gets into the murkiest, most fucking... Exactly. Despicable fucking... So... <laughs> because then, I mean, obviously... As despicable as that is, you know, I can you can see that side too because, I mean, if she goes through with it beforehand, then she then she's lost all her leverage and... Yeah. Over, the, over that 50... You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, what a yeah what a morally bankrupt fucking if <laughs> scenario that, if that, that is the case yeah. you know I, I don't want to cast aspersions because I do I really do <laughs> <laughs> you anything for a job as a professional journo oh mate tell you you don't need you don't need uh, you're going legit you don't need a glorified arts degree <laughs> No, no, you can't jump from journalism to marketing. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it is really shitty. Um, again, it, it's a social issue because there's plenty of this shit going on that doesn't involve rugby league players. Yeah. That, that doesn't have 50 grand involved in it. Yep. Um, and, and people making making better choices. So fucking wrap your shit up, millennials. No glove, no love. And sock on the pickle. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Shitty way to start the season. <laughs> it is. And, and I mean, we'll get into the recaps, but do you think that, you know, this, this whole scenario blowing up in public would have been playing on Brycey? I don't know. A- again, we, we don't, we haven't seen anything definitive. He hasn't come out and made any statements, which I think is smart. Yeah. Because no matter what he says now at the moment... It becomes he- part of the story and fuels the story and keeps, the, you know, perpetuates the story. And... And a story is exactly what it is. Yeah. And a story needs a villain. Yep. It it needs someone. Yep. To throw shit at. Um, and he's done remarkably well to to not be that guy. Yep. And just just by being invisible in the entire scenario. Yes. Yeah. If he says anything at all, there is no way it it makes things positive. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no way it doesn't doesn't get massaged into you know whatever the narrative is. Yeah. You know, so, for the media. Um, but you know again. It, it's that sort of thing that, that people will... It's that Donald Trump style of talking. Now, I'm not saying that this person had sex with a pig, but I have heard a couple of people say that they might have had sex with a pig. Uh, it, they, they, don't they look like a pig fucker? <laughs> <laughs> don't they have the face of someone that would fuck a yeah. pig, though? Um, yeah, so the, the rumour mill can do what it wants. I hope Bryce is okay. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And what a fucking lifesaver it is in, like, times of daylight saving. Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out. I had, uh, I had the other Jay uh, from the States, like, asking me, like... When's the, when's the Roosters game? What time does it start? And I was like, I told him the completely wrong time. And I looked on the app. And I was like, oh, actually, no. No, bring that forward an hour. <laughs> bring it because I mean, trying to add, you know, San Antonio fucking timeline, trying to figure out when shit's going to start. That would be interesting. 
if he downloaded it, is it available in the US iTunes store? Uh, good question. I'm not sure it is, but uh, that's something you can test out for us. How about that? Yeah. Yep. Test out, and if it has the proper game times. Yeah, because that would be really... Uh, yeah. That'd be fantastic for a couple of the... Uh, yeah, a couple of teams starting at four in the morning and Good old um, American Tool Nation members. Yeah, that would be a good way to... Uh, Good way for them to figure out and not ask me about you know trying to do time zones because fuck that shit. Um, mm. And don't forget they've got their Twitter account set up this this season, which is um at R League Live, and uh, they'll be tweeting through uh, throughout matches, throughout live matches mm-hmm. um, during the season. So uh, yeah, make sure you follow that one and get on board as well. Is there anything particular you want to talk about this week on the? Um, I'm pretty happy to be back in the stats. Balls it's, deep uh, in the statistics. Oh, love it. Um, look again it, it's only round one but <laughs> that's going to be the theme it's only round one but yep. the across the, the teams last week I, I thought there were a couple that looked very very good and a couple that looked very very poor and I'm going to pick on my beloved Penrith Panthers here um, this one you don't even have to go past the first page on on sports mate so you get in there and you look at a team that had 42% possession for yep. the entire game. Yep. And of that 42%, completed 59%. Yeah. So for an entire game of rugby league, they had 19 sets. Yeah. In which to try and score more than 42 fucking points. <laughs> it, which just ain't going to happen. Yeah. And, and that's why I really love the Sportsmate app. You can get in there, it gives you the really important overall stats first up, but then it makes it really easy for you to then drill down via player, yep. via stat, and have a look where things looked up or looked down. Had cardio. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, yeah. There was no party. <laughs> Not even a shower. No. Okay, now, the first game, of course, of the season. Thursday night, down at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Brisbane Broncos, 26, defeat the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18. The uh, Broncos' points came from tries to Kahu, Roberts, Oates and Milford. Kahu, 4 of 4 conversions and a penalty goal. And the Sharkies, 18, came from tries to Beale, Maloney, Lutelli and uh, Maloney, 3 of 3 conversions. It was uh, a game that started out how I thought it would and then and then fell apart. The, the Sharks came out and obviously wanted to, to make a a statement yeah. early, you know, the, the defence, the kickoff, yeah. the kickoff, yep, back in the ingle, yeah, from the kickoff, yep. Um, this is so, a big premiership defence, yeah. So this is the the line we're going to draw the line. So it it looks as if the the sharks had, you know, step one, played really well off from the kickoff, yep. Stage two, <laughs> stage three, profit. profit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yes, the, the Shark Gnomes did very, very, very poorly for the rest of the game. I, I thought there were a couple of times when, when Luke Lewis looked dangerous in the first half. Um, he was pushing his nose through and, and even made a couple of clean breaks. Yep. He, he's never getting all the way at, at his age these no, days, but there no. was no one around him. You know, And who's the person who would genu- generally be sniffing around... Half breaks, fringe forwards, like, yeah. ex- you know, 
Yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard to sniff over there when you when you uh-huh. when, you, when you're sniffing the cheese and the, <laughs> and the wine <laughs> and the other things. So it yeah straight away it it's obvious that that the sharks missed Barber's game awareness. Yeah. Um, but on the on the Broncos side of things, I thought they did very well, and this is a theme that continued through the most most of the games. It's in the play of the ball, whereas the Sharks were very often looking for penalties. Yeah. And almost, you know, rolling over and they'd get up and then they look at the referee and they do the fucking pretend I'm Jesus. Why? And, and this. And then. Why? And then the dummy halves pretending he's Jesus behind him. Yep. And by that time, the defensive line's set and you, your next play goes nowhere. Um, the, the Broncos, I feel did a better job of of just playing the whistle and if there was no whistle get up fast and yep. play the ball yep um, that that was I saw a couple of teams use that very very well um, from that note that um, that new hooker that young Jaden kid I thought had a good first showing yep so he should be you know he's, he's not a Michael Ennis and he's going to be a different player than Michael Ennis but I don't think they're they're completely fucked with him there yeah, there's just, there's obviously a lot of it, a lot of things that Ennis brought to the game that yeah. come by virtue of just experience mm. and just knowing you know knowing the game back and forward you know yeah that that but, kid uh, is just pure yeah pure just, new boy excitement yeah yeah, so, just, yeah he's talented um, and look there are a couple of really really bad defensive reads by the Sharks from their new players yeah so again it's only round one um, so you're going to expect that from the new recruits. But I just thought the the Broncos did a, a pretty good game of of going on with it once they had yep. a little bit of blood in the water. Um, their forwards were very good. Sam Thayde, I think, had a very very good game. He seems to be doing better now that he doesn't have that leadership burden. Yep. Where I still have will have questions about the Bronx this season is when they're doing it tough. Yeah. Corbin Sims, you know, is it too early to say he's already the greatest Sims? <laughs> Ever to wear a Broncos jersey? <laughs> yes. Oh, there's pretty strong. Oh, there's, oh, there's pretty strong uh, account opener. Well, it, well, he's a, he's apparently now the expert on all things Wayne and Poppycock. Yeah, that interview. Yeah. <laughs> fucking giving opinions. Took that one back to the fucking 1920s. Or when's the last time you ever heard someone say See, Poppycock? Journo's. This would be great if if you could actually get in there and say, well, hang on, how would you know if there's been a change this year to last year? Yeah. The fuck you know, huh? Huh? Yep. So, yeah. He said, "Well, no, I heard someone. <laughs> someone said can't <laughs> hoddle squash." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is such balderdash. <laughs> and besmirching the name of the good man Bennett. <laughs> fuck. Oh, lovely. Um, Wildo the dildo. I don't know if I've ever called that Twitter name out before, ever. Wow. So that's the first time I called that player. I'm not sure, but he said, uh, is there a bigger cheap shot merchant in the game than Adam Blair? Glenn Stewart was right in giving him a few to the chin. Mm. Look, correct on... Uh, oh, I don't know if he's the biggest cheap shot merchant, but fuck, he's still got it. And there's times when at the Broncos, you're thinking, you know, they've they've, they've really turned this guy around. Like, there was in, in the storm, he was like a robot with cheap shots. Yeah. Then he went to the Tigers and he had nothing but cheap shots and, then he was, and, and nothing else. And Broncos, they pulled him around and got footy out of him again. 
but he's still... He is as close as anyone, I think, has done. Remember last week we were saying who's who's ever left the storm and done okay? Yeah. He is as now, close though, to that. But he had a massive, massive dip, though. Like he had a that, that, that entire Tigers yeah. period was yeah. just was absolutely worthless. And yeah. And then his, his first bit at the Broncos. But I'm I'm going to go out of character here and say You're that I, I, I thought his... <laughs> I thought his hits on, especially on kickers, yeah, were borderline to be penalised, but they were on the side of committed Not, to the tackle, yeah, didn't attack legs, and you understand he makes he, he, it's because he's from the storm where they are taught how to make it look. It legit. is stopwatch yeah. perfect. Yeah. I agree, yeah. but you know, again, Michael Ennis was that sort of player for the Sharks last year. Yeah. And that was some of what he brought to that team. And if all Adam Blair's doing this year is frustrating kickers, um, yeah, that, that, that timing, though, it must be a bit of it going on the Broncos as well. Oh, yeah. Just bringing a bit of Bellamy. Yeah, definitely. Reminds me of my year nine, my year nine rugby league coach, Mr. Jacks, at school. And he's in the, in, the, in the tackles and stuff, he'd be like, He'd be he'd be instructing us on how to get away with eye gouging and, and fish hooking people's yeah. mouths and, and you know, pulling their ears off and all this sort of thing. To get to, to try and get them to jump up swinging and draw a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was like, I remember at the time thinking, about, in year nine, I was just thinking, this is the coolest shit. <laughs> like, teachers fucking tell us to gouge their eyes. just fucking, it's amazing. You know, you know what, though? At, at year nine, that is great. Yeah. Until someone does <laughs> and it connects. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically like the Jerry Springer show thing where it's like, in Springer, like, you know, you're on stage in Jerry Springer, the, the, the first thing, or Mario was like, first thing is you march on over, blah, 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 and just throw a massive swing, connect with them, smack them as hard as you can, and then just wait for the security to jump in and pull it <laughs> Because there's, there's never a second punch in those things. You, yeah. get, the, you get the first one in, and then yep. security swarms, and then one you drag the opposite ends of the stage. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you get your shot in, and then there's no repercussions. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, cavernous hope. Does Edric Lee understand that wingers need to be on the wing? It's in the fucking position name. <laughs> uh, Nathan Sully, 89. Kick going in the head, earn a repeat set, possible permanent rule change. He's going to hash out a shit human. Uh, Cavernous Hope again said, oh, the only reason the Gronkos are playing tonight is because Queensland is spelled Thursday with an F. <laughs> Thursday or Friday. <laughs> King Levius. Anthony Milford is the most talented MILF since Lisa Ann. He's <laughs> hashtag, but fuck the Broncos. <laughs> uh, Astronauts. So where are the Sharks planning their end, end of season trip? Beaten by a team who lost to an ESL side. <laughs> Ash soft premiership. Ash losers. <laughs> and uh, the final word on all Broncos games this season has to go to Mr. Wars. And he said, has anyone ever watched their mother be penetrated by their father? I have. Much better than watching Jay Bird's goal line defense. <laughs> There's so much to unpack in that tweet that I'm just not interested in any of it. <laughs> in learning more about any of it. Literally and figuratively. The <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Storm 12 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 6 um, on uh, Friday Night Football, the first, the early game. We'll talk about that too, I guess. Uh, the Storm 12 uh, tries to chase Blair. Or Cheese Blair, as I saw on the team list. Uh, and then, Cheese! And, and uh, Goon uh, Cameron Smith, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. The Doggies had a try to Josh Reynolds and a conversion to Kerrod Holland. And uh, 
in a pretty in, in a rainy and dour encounter in front of uh, 8,712 at Belmore. Now, this early game business, first thing. Yeah. It's only round one, but it was <laughs> shit weather as well. It was terrible weather. So, I'm going to give it a pass till this week, see if it's a sunny day. But, but the signs early on are not good at all in terms of patronage at the grounds. And also, even just people watching them on the... So, what time to- What time was that on in Sydney? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So, the average commute in the greater Sydney suburban area is 50 minutes. Yeah, that's average, is it? That's average. Wow, I was, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a good commute to me. Well, you take into account you've got people whose commute is... What would the average be in Brisbane, then? Um, I don't... I've never looked at Brisbane. I've never had need to. But it, it would be shorter. Because I'm sure coming out of the city, I mean, you, you wouldn't get home in 50 minutes from the city. Me? Yeah. 35? 30, fuck off, 35. On a motorbike. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. On a motorbike, yeah, because you can fucking do, do, all that, do all that suicide <laughs> fucking weaving you through the traffic. No, nah, super safe. <laughs> people, people stop at the lights and you just roll 2Ks <laughs> through, down the shoulder and <laughs> up to the front of the grid. Yes. No. Um, in a car, though, 50 minutes would be a good commute. Like, to, to, no, to out, out of our end, where we live, in a car, 50 minutes would be probably would in be a car, decent. peak hour, Yeah, it's 40 for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got... Think of, of Brisbane. Yeah. The majority of, of people are going to be, you know, 30, yeah. 25, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Um, but the point I was going to make is, the, can no one fucking math... They, they really they and and the thing is the the argument we were talking about this last year is that like they don't give a fuck about people at the ground so much because that's just a perception thing when you look at the empty stands on television but they want television audiences you know yeah. as long as those numbers stay incredibly high they mm-hmm. don't care problem is though you're not home to watch it at five at five, in Brisbane the game is almost over by the time you get home if you yep. finish at five thirty that's it it's half time before you hit the car. And it's not like they had this fucking genius thing where they say that there is one game a week that's not televised on Nine or Fox and it's like pay-per-view, so go to a bar and watch it. Yeah. So that there's no extra revenue here. Yeah. It it doesn't make fucking sense to me. Yeah. So... Especially when you take into account the hole in everyone's lives on Monday night now. Yeah. I don't know if you felt it. Yeah. But I felt it and I saw, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter as well like going, you know, it would be great right now. Yeah. Some fucking football on Monday night. It... All right. Thursday's such a... So how are you getting out to Belmore? If you finish work at 5.30 or 5, let's say 5, just to be a... And, yeah. and honestly, who the fuck finishes work dead on 5? Yeah, 5, and then you, and you've got to get to your car somehow. Have you got, have you got your own car, car space at work? So, oh, great, you'll get to your car within 10 minutes. Did you have to park it? Or did you have to catch a train? No. How the fuck are you getting out to Belmore? And are you going home to get your family or mates or kids, kids and, or yeah, feed them first you know exactly like how the fuck does this work this is why in some outerlying you know in in places that are difficult to get to like you know like manly was bottlenecked the entire fucking way out to there and like going all out to pender and things like that. Mm. that's why friday night 7 30 is still is still pretty fucking tough yep i'm starting six to o'clock <laughs> do the fucking nrls yeah have millennials on scooters Doing their fucking match schedule. Well, they've they've the kids all the kids are all living in in apartments in yeah. in a uh, in a city. So, um, yeah, no, I I didn't like it at all. And and just thinking 
thinking socially, what yep. else happens on Thursday night? On Thursday night? Yeah. In my house, nothing. Well, right. generally, that is your late night shopping yeah. in the suburbs. And so yeah, but that's I think I feel that that's less so these days now that the supermarkets up here are all open till nine o'clock. You know, anyway, a Thursday, you, a Thursday night even at Chermside would would surprise you. Yeah, but there's there's that much stuff on on Thursdays. Um, most kids' sports train on Thursday nights. Yeah, so yeah. it. I I just wonder how much research was done, or who did the research, or what the point of it. So interesting to see if they keep. But at it. least Thursday night football is just like it's a. You know, it's it's only like you know periodical sort yeah, of thing. You know, it. like it's a couple of rounds here and there. But this this six pm thing on Friday though, it's um, it's almost like they expect yeah people to knock off early on Fridays. That's almost like a prerequisite for this time slot to work. And guess what? It's a real world. This doesn't happen. It does not fucking happen at all. Yeah. Um. And like for me, I don't care. I mean, I can I can watch six o'clock Friday and no problem. <laughs> <laughs> However. Yeah. For the vast majority, not the case. Uh, anyway, in this one, it looked like a storm were just storming. <laughs> storm were just doing their thing. Like, like, nothing changes and everything, st- you know, nothing yeah. changes. Everything stays the same. Faces come, faces go. Yep. The system works and the, sy- the system rolls on. And round one especially, teams that have like a an inbuilt, you know, system smashed into yeah. them. There tends to be less variance in their performances, and they can actually build up to the quality. Yeah, because they're achieving a baseline already. That's it. You, you don't you don't have to be as as prepared yep. or execute as flawlessly if you are well drilled. Yep. So, um, tell you what, Josh Adokar will never ever ever make a break and then go out <laughs> or drop a ball ever again. <laughs> no, that's can you can you imagine? But he's he's gone in after that game, yeah. expecting praise for the wonderful break and run that he had. Yeah. And Craig would have had the fucking studded strap on there. <laughs> he would have had the fucking jug cord. <laughs> um, the jug cord, and he's just he's just in there just putting knots in the fucking jug cord <laughs> as he walks back in. <laughs> so, um, yeah the the dogs the dogs as well. Not much changed. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, every everything we that we that we thought about the dogs, yeah. like the no halves, um, as in and in, in in terrible rainy weather, these things are exacerbated as well. But the one, I mean, they still had a lot of chances, and like poor handling, and we, you know, yeah. yeah, weather, whatever. But that's what ultimately let them down. I mean, they they as they could have won this game yes. as undeservingly as as that would have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. Looking at that, my question, if I was a Dogs fan, would be more around, who's the voice out on the field? Yeah. Because in this game, they did the wrong things at the wrong time. When it was not raining, they were playing closed-in, conservative football. Yeah. And then when the rain started, they went away from that. Yeah. And in those big, slippery conditions... That's where your, your Canterbury forward pack really should have dug in and, and gained some ascendancy. But looks like this year again, you only have to defend up to the last on the dogs, and then just put four people for, on Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And they won't score. Charge, charge Reynolds, and uh, make sure you guys are covering kicks. And well, e- even the kicks. Yeah, and the kicks are never never going to be well, not never, but you know they're rarely going to be. They are fantastic. Legit. Well, they are all the kicks that as a defending team you just do not contest. Yeah. 
because they either get knocked on or the person catches it, bats it back, and you make an easy tackle. Yep. Yeah, so... Not well done, Des. Yep. Uh, Devonhead. Bulldogs are living proof that you can't shine shit. Ooh. Hash proud to be a bull derp. Ouch. GT351 underscore Johns. Welcome back to Twitter, mate. He seems to hibernate over the summer. <laughs> Wet night and poor effort. Shit time slot. Waste of a day. Needs shit loads of improving and the time slot sucks big time. <laughs> well, he's actually gone to twice on the time slot in the one tweet. Cavernous hope. Bulldogs for the spoon. Mm. Hash overreaction tweet. Hash send him to Perth. Hash take Chapo with him. Uh, Cruzy06. Remember when the Bulldogs fans were praising and gobbing Reynolds nuts? You know... Was there ever really a time like that? Maybe when they, the 2012 Grand Final sort of era? I think they do. Or was it even 2014? Was it... No, 20, was it, no, was it 2014 when the... When he he's did. not a grub anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, they came out yeah. and they had the old, the old granny, the old Lebanese granny that fucking loved him and, you know, all those sorts of fluff pieces. I don't think they were on his nuts. I think they were just defending him more than anything. It was... He's their halfback and had taken to a Grand Final or whatever. You Pure, know, whatever. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's for, for, yeah, denial. Halves, in, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so but yeah. I mean, this this comment, you know, Mbai. How long has he got? Remember when he he first emerged and he was like, he was the he was the thing. He was touted as the next Queensland origin half. And well, I, was, was, I would love to keep that dream alive. Yeah, personally. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. He was like the guy that was um. Like that kind of number fourteen for Queensland sort of position, yeah. Where sort of get, yeah. But they were saying that he, you know, he, he'll be the heir apparent to Cooper Cronk, just time wise. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Too, it's too late for DCE now. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's the next one? Who's the next through? seven? Yeah. It, it'll be him. So. Yeah, but with him, it's, yeah. Jesus, I just, I just feel like with with him and Reynolds in the heart, I just, uh, it just feels like there's no future. No. For the it, dogs. Yeah. Again, it. It's just something that that in that position. How long how long has he been in there now for the dogs? Three years. Or is, is this his, his second full? Is, second? This, is, is, is this his second full year? Regardless, now playing rugby league. Yeah. If you want to play in that position and you know that's where your entry to the team is. Yeah. Have a kicking coach. Put in extra hours. Yep. Learn what it takes. That if I put this much force on the ball from this far out. I can get it to go this high or this far. Yeah. It, you know, it's not easy and it's a skill that needs to be honed and developed. But one that does need to be honed and developed if you intend to, to continue playing in Correct. that position on the field. Yeah. And it makes me think as well, with, like, with, like Desi, he, look, as far as I know, and I, I'm assuming this is, this is still true uh, with the dogs, I mean, it would have been a condition of him going to them in the first place. He gets the team he wants. He gets yeah. the players he wants. Yeah. So how can you look at look at that and be like, yeah? He also gets rid of board members he doesn't like. Yeah. So maybe maybe he has fucking lost it. Maybe he should stay there. It. I don't know. Yeah. The cursed Chapo. Uh, yeah, we may have lost. Yeah, it might have rained, but Cassiano smashed Chambers harder than all you can eat buffet in the off season. Oh. Well, that's just that's just an ignorant tweet because you know I mean if if Cassiano has shown us anything, is he gets he gets incredibly skinny during the off season. And then gets fat again before round one. <laughs> that was some like intentional tapeworm level, yeah, slimming. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like like HIV. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was it, it, what it was. It was that type of slimming in the sense of can you get temporary off season AIDS? Well, it's like it's so it's like the people that have those 
like meal replacement shakes where they haven't like they haven't diet and exercise the weight off yeah they've just, they've just reduced everything so much so they're just like a you know like a just a meat bag of like, like they're de- where they're completely <laughs> deflated like they've, they've lost all muscle mass and everything and, <laughs> and then he comes back looking like Cassiano yeah again. You're like, it, it's like he's cutting weight for a UFC fight <laughs> And then, then he starts the season all rehydrated and ready to go again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No. I can't believe... I remember when those photos didn't seem like that long ago when he was getting hitched and everything and he was like... Like, if you didn't know who it was, you'd be like, who the fuck is... It, it looked like yeah. a different guy. Not not even like, oh, that is that Cassiano's brother? It yeah. was... It's like, who is that guy? Yeah. Like, you know, if you hadn't been told me it was Cassiano, you so, would have had to look really close to guess. Um, he was a different person. No, I just want to call James out. And yep. we'll see what sort of fucking minerals he has. Leading up to the first episode of Twill this year, yeah. he was touting his successful guaranteed return as Gronk of the Year. He was going <laughs> to reclaim his crown. He was yeah, going right. to go. And then I, I think it was sometime after um, that segment last week. Yeah. it It's not looking good. Oh, are you thinking that she's going to take Gronk? No. No, there's no I'm, chance. I'm thinking that he's uh, unable to Gronk smarter. Ah, uh, okay. And so will fail. There's a couple of people this year that put their hand up. They're like, okay, they want the Gronk. So we'll, we'll see. And I think what I'll do is I'll email you later. And I'll also go, we'll go through the tweets from last week. I think we start getting like a provisional, like a... It's, it's secret from round one. <laughs> you know, it's like Dally M except it goes dark in round one and you can just, and you can add new people just, as the season yeah, goes yeah on. that's it just yep. just for our purposes yep uh, so so when we do do have the uh, the nominations again, yeah when the nominations come out there'll actually be more uh, we're not going back through nine months of tweets trying to yeah, in a week we're not trying yeah. to like pass it all down yeah um, West Tigers 34 defeat the Rabbitohs 8 or the Robbios 18 uh, sorry and um Tigers 34 came from tries to Sia Manafanai, Moses Tedesco, Lawrence and uh, Brooks and Suli. I've, I don't know if I had him as a reserve in my fucking super coach side. I know I've got him, but I don't know if I... I he may have been a non-playing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play in mine either. Motherfucker. Um, the yeah. Moses 5 of 6 conversions. The Rabbits 18 came from tries to a hat-trick. A hat-trick to Goodwin. Bryson Goodwin. <laughs> Greg Inglis scored that try when he was only had one leg too. Uh, the try he scored. And it... And, it and was. It was legit just because they did not consider him a threat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could not walk that far. <laughs> and Goodwin won a four conversions. Um, is, Jimmy, Good, is Goodwin the most rocks and diamonds player? Scores a hat trick, converts one. Yeah, but you know, I mean, if he's scoring the tries, they're not the easiest conversions, right? So that kind. So, so you can't like, correlate his tries kicked, to his. You know, Nathan Cleary would have kicked all of them. Yeah, probably. I mean, I guess the, the the thing about Nathan Cleary is you really need to give him the opportunity to kick him <laughs> by scoring tries. Holding him back. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're not it. talking about that game yet. Um, <laughs> That'll be next. <laughs> yeah. Look, the Tigers look very good in this game. Um, I don't want to say standard round one Tigers, but definitely... This is this is this has been early early round, early yeah. early season Tigers for definitely. the last couple of years. Um, the Rabbitohs looked abs- like fucking terrible, but... You know, they did have that passenger out there who happened to be, when fit, their best player. Yeah, it it was a, another one of those very good examples where 
the speed of the play the ball yep. just completely fucked south. And it's what gets me, and, and it was the same in, in the Penrith game as well, um, and also to an extent in the Manly Para game. But it's a very, very simple equation. If the play of the ball is fast enough, yep. then the markers can't affect tackles, and what is behind the markers, a giant fucking gap. Gaping more. It, it <laughs> is. Through which to run your traffic. Exactly. <laughs> and what that then means is people will converge to cover that gap. Mm-hmm. So you now Creating have gaps sp- out wide. It Like, it's so fucking simple. It, if I was a coach, yep. I would paper cut the scrotum of any player who was tackled and then got up and looked at the referee. I hate that fucking pleading to the referee thing. If your eyes met the referee's eyes before you had played the ball and it would be that fucking not cardboard, not paper thickness <laughs> right on your fucking hairy bean You're the bag. photo paper. You're, yeah. the, you're the glossy premium photo That's, paper. I, I want it to make that squeak <laughs> as it goes through your fucking yeah, sack. Um, but the Tigers played really, really well off the back of that. Tedesco was fantastic. Um, and I thought Moses was really, really good as well. Yep, I agree. I agree. Then I did very well. Um, the rabbits. I, mean, I guess it's. It is. It, I hate that this only round one, but, but <laughs> it's, it's, fucking, <laughs> it's just hard to know because trial form is shit. Is obviously is horseshit yeah. form, but the, they they dispatch the the dragons with ease, and they come out and you know and and you know we'll get to the yeah, later. They yeah. fucked over your team and. Uh, these first four rounds of the season is a, such a such a lottery until things settle down and you see, okay, this is how teams yeah. are going to be this 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 season. Uh, so it's interesting when I mean, the Tigers, you know, if they can keep it, if they can keep it going, and keep their guys fresh, then you know this this will be you know another you know a successful season for them. I don't say another successful season because what is that? Um, <laughs> but they'll they'll definitely have successful passages. And uh, and like last year, there needs to be more of this and less of the bad Tigers. And I'm sure we're going to see the bad Tigers before too long. Yeah. Uh, but let's hope they can... Yeah, all they need to do is minimise those bad Tigers games by three it, over the course of a long season. Yeah, the, the short story on this game was that the you know, Souths and the Tigers are almost yin and yang to each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Tigers are all speed and excitement and and pace South should be using their size and physicality and those two teams going up against each other are usually very very interesting matches does one dominate or do they cancel each other out well it's the classic rugby Um, battle because I mean they're the two sort of archetypes of of, of teams that there are you know but here we are having South not using their advantage in any way shape or form uh, and the Tigers just yep. run rampant. And honestly, a team a team like the Tigers that plays with 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 speed outside like that, mm. or speed across the park, but you you know once again you can't carry a passenger for seventy plus minutes of a game, leaving you essentially with twelve exactly warm body defenders yeah. on the field. I guess a team like that because believe me, they'll do it against thirteen. They don't need they don't, they don't <laughs> need the extra space. I, I love the thing you hear. Moses came out during the week and said, you know, we saw him. We saw him. Yeah. He was fucked. Yeah. And you know, I tried to yeah and to steer to, and, away. And, and to me, that's the reason why the Tigers won't win the premiership. But then, in a different interview, Woodsy's gone. We probably should run at him a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but, yeah, the the fact that I mean, the, the common thread to both of those those stories is is that they didn't they didn't target him. Yeah. And what they should have done was absolutely have slaughtered him. They should have run 
everything. They probably would have done him a favour. If they'd have scored three down his side, yeah. he would have been off. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Maybe, yeah. Would have done him. I mean, like, at the end of the day, yeah, if your ACL's fucked, it's fucked. And, you know, the season anyway. But it would have spared him half an hour yeah. of limping around, like, you know, in misery. Yeah, so. Because that's, that's the thing about the knee injuries as well. Like, like that they fucking hurt. And it's like that. And then there's that dull pain that just doesn't end, you know. You can just feel it the whole, like. The, the worst thing's the fear. Like I've never done an AC, I've done, never done yeah I've never done ACL but I've done medial, and yeah it is, it's that fear of like if I step too far this way is it going to happen all over? Man, I oh. get it. If I'm walking down for some reason, yeah, concrete stairs that don't have the back of the stair wall in them, yeah, my fucking heart's in my throat for some reason. I'm just worried that it's going to go again, yeah, and that my leg's going to go through there and snap the bone and I I I mean I didn't go through like you know massive. Physio, like sports science, <laughs> fucking recovery regimes. <laughs> when I did my medial, but um, it took fucking ages. Yeah, and like yeah, and it took so long just to have the confidence to push off that that leg, yep. like, and and doing things like you know like squats and stuff. Yeah, and like you're just like you're talking about you, exercise. I'm just talking about walking downstairs. Yeah, but, but I mean, but no, it's like the the I mean, I remember limping around for six months with that fucking knee. It was terrible, and um. It was probably like 2008, I think it was, maybe 2009. But, yeah, and then when you go to, like, do something like squat or whatever, and you just get into that point, and you're just like, is it going to fucking... Yeah. Is, is it just going to, you know, let go completely, or is it going to... And then the relief, I so yeah, that's constantly there. And when, you, when you've first done it, I mean, it's just crazy, because it, mm. it sort of swells up and actually... Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't become right, but it sort of swells up, and because it's just swelled up... Yeah. It, it kind of gives it a solid base, and then it's like, <laughs> the next day, it's just like, <laughs> fucking useless. <laughs> Well, they're, they're talking about, um, and this is one of the guys I spoke to about who's had this injury. He had yep. an artificial ligament put in. Okay. Um, which is appa- that the best way to do it these days? I don't know what the best way is. Remember they're doing like I know a lot of guys in the UFC and stuff get like you know like cadavers. Like yeah yeah yeah. So so there there are ways they can do it either with yep. um, donated yep. or with parts of their own tissue or with synthetics. Yep. Um, the thing is with all of those they wear out. And the the concern there is, right? Yeah, we'll get you back real quick, but it won't last. But if if the structure in your knee made this happen to your natural one, oh, it's going to wear the other one down anyway. Yeah. yeah, and and then you know that's when you get cunt's legs bending in half and, <sighs> and whatever. So, yep. um, not good, not good for South, not good for for Greggy. Uh, good win for the Tigers and Tigers. And I believe they got out of it. Pretty much got free as well in terms of injuries and stuff. So mm. it's exactly like uh, is, is ET <sighs> was he concussed or if he was, then what? I don't know. Yet, yet again, toss a coin. Non-club, non-club yeah. medicos. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Um, ben Hecho, forty-three. Man, Simone was really holding the Tigers back. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's amazing I mean those you know put it this way I mean if if Goodwin had have got his tries closer or you know they scored a couple more got his conversions whatever it's a much closer game I mean it's game on there I mean those, that trial to that Simona concedes that could have been yep. a difference between winning and losing uh, Voodoo Rock uh, Robbie's after game schnitzel is extra salty tonight <laughs> indeed <laughs> rusty heart up I paid $300 to fly from Adelaide to Sydney to watch Jason Taylor paid $750,000 to watch Robbie lose <laughs> Ash bargain. <laughs> That's a great tweet. Uh, uh, Tall Hayden, so much furor that South didn't take Inglis off, questioning the coach, etc. It's taken Robbie Farrell one game. <laughs> one game. 
he is the goat though like <laughs> he's the, the I mean we, we spoke about Jared Hayne earlier and you know it, yeah he plays he plays long games. <laughs> Robbie Farrer is just like a fucking executor, mate. He's he's like Bryce Cartwright on that shit terminating. You just imagine he turned up to South's first day of training. I want your boots, your clothes, <laughs> and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get through this pain. Um St. George Illawarra Dragons forty two defeat the Penrith Panthers ten. Um in front of a poor poor crowd, just over seven thousand. Um on Saturday afternoon, and the Dragons 42. Here we go. A, a hat trick to Thompson, uh, a double to Widdop, uh, Jack DeBell, and Cameron McInnes also with tries. Widdop 7 of 7 conversions, and the Panthers 10 came from tries to Blake and Peachy with uh, one conversion from Nathan Cleary after a, a miss from uh, Wallace. Yeah, 100%, motherfucker. You should have taken both of them then, hey? Hey, here's you. I mean, it's, it's one thing to get 100%, but I mean, if you're not going to step up and grab that ball every time. So look fucking if a man with one testicle pull. tells you he wants to kick, you let him fucking kick. Well, no, you don't. You say, look, you're less of a man to me. You've only got one testicle, motherfucker. Yeah, I bet you don't fucking stand up go for old bake, ladies. Go, on the, go and bake me a fucking cake. Don't stand up for old ladies <laughs> on the bus either, do you? Piece what? of shit. Why would I? Old ladies is racist and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, look, this, this one was very simple. Very simple. It's part of the Panthers' master plan to not <laughs> oh, be considered... God competition favourites anymore <laughs> Glenn <laughs> so what they needed to do was let the eventual spoon winners beat them in round one so that they're not too far up the table they'll claw back their for and against by the time the finals come around um, and you know we, we can make a healthy profit on the betting so you know working as intended next <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Um, it, it it was such simple shit that went wrong and again it's only round one so I, I don't want to go off too half cocked there's there's a whole lot of things there like you, you look I mean at- the way they opened Bryce Cartwright up with like, 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 like the yabby pump like <laughs> it's just like, yeah. that was it was bad Bryce remember when, remember when Bryce got his shit together sort of late, late last year and yeah. it was like oh great yeah but it's good Bryce again it Bryce Cartwright's defensive efforts last year, and this is why all these people talking about him as premiership favourites. I said they're going to make the finals, and they're going to be lucky if they're top four, because when Bryce Bryce Cartwright's defensive capabilities improved, he was in the halves. Yeah, and so he wasn't that last Front ditch, line, all yeah. or nothing. Yeah. This will stop a try. Yeah. You need to make a one on one and wrap up this player. Yep. Yeah. He, he was in the middle of the field, and he yeah. had plenty of people to cover for. And him. he had a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it it was that sort of stuff. It look, it's Nathan Cleary's first proper preseason. He only yeah, played, but well, he only played fifteen games last year. I'm I'm not really prepared to say that Nathan Cleary was the reason. I'm not, but I'm saying that there's enough. This was the basic intent to play for. I don't know if this is the case, and I would I'm 99 percent sure that this is not the case. But the way it appeared from an outsider watching a game of football is that they had read all their press about being premiership yep. favourites and were not the least bit interested in fucking putting their shoulder into the game and actually winning the contest. Correct. In the centre of the field, and to see a team like the Dragons just roll through the centre like that, yeah, unchallenged, it, exactly. Unopposed. And, and that's that sort of thing. It's that basic sh- stuff like hit and stick. Yep. If you make contact, you must stick. 
you know, so there's going to be offloads sometimes. But if you do not stick, it's the same as if the markers can't make tackles. Behind you, you leave a fucking gaping hole, mm-hmm. and then you're scrambling for the rest the rest of the set. It's it's just basic shit. Again, the the Panthers need to get back in their heads that they need to earn the right. Yep. They have a hard-working forward pack. They're not the biggest. They're not the, the strongest. They're not the most mobile. But what got them to where they were last year was guts. And those fuckers need to get back in and grind out and then earn the right yep. for the slick plays out the side yep. so you don't end up with fucking Cartwright throwing shitty offloads and, you know, Isaiah Yeo trying to fucking bat on when... The amount of times in this game was... Because it was yeah. because it was the Dragons, there are a number of times when it just felt like the expectation was in the air that it was like, if the, dra- if the Panthers can get one here... They'll then, open them up. Then, you know, it's, you know, it's game yeah. on again. Here we go. And... And universally, every single time they, that you got that feeling, there was that point, like Cartwright or someone would just throw a dumb fucking offload, exactly. or a stupid drop ball, and it's just always on second or third tackle. Always, and and as the game went on, you know, uh, more often than not, the Dragons would actually score or you know get some yeah. field position off the back of those things. It, it's one thing that we've done poorly in the past. You know, Wests opened us up last year. Yep. When they picked up and read very well, those long sweeping plays and ended up with a cutout pass yep. to the winger and they were just up and in way too fast and yep. I think they scored two or three from intercepts that game. Yeah. Um, they're a young team and, and they need to get better at changing the game plan on the fly. Yep. So I hope that means they don't only have one game plan. I'd, I'd hate for that to be the case that they're out there going fuck well what You can't do we rule it out though with Griffin in the helm. No you can't. Um... But, again, round one, and, and hopefully they're embarrassed enough that they come out and, and at least put up more of a showing this week. Yep. Uh, life's a thigh day. Uh, I once saw a Dragons blowout, but no one believed me. It's true, though. It's true. The biggest tiger. Moylan is definitely the quarterback of the Panthers. He has two forward passes and an interception in the first quarter. <laughs> Devonhead. Joel Thompson going harder on Bryce Cartwright than Brittany Hura did during the offseason. Yes. How, ba- how bad is your team? <sighs> Giannis and Mateus, few things are better than swaffling Moylan and finishing on Cleary's chin when you're expecting to bend over and take it. It should have been a good feeling for the Dragons, man, because they were the ones that were going to... They were the sacrificial lambs. This yeah, week. no, I, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm all for, for And charity. they turn that around and become the, become the biggest winners. That's it. K-Dog underscore 86. Nice tip for a multi-cunts. Can only hope the third leg is wrong now. Oh, Fucking yeah. this, this mouthy cunt. You put all your credibility on this on this lock of a. Yeah, do you know why he's because the off? other two one the other two legs came in. Yeah, they did. So I hold you personally responsible. But the only reason this fucker's pissed off, yeah, is because he's done all his dough on the multi, which we fucking disclaimed to never follow gambling advice. We, yeah, we did. We, we um, did give adequate disclaimers. He's batting absolute fucking merons. <laughs> and now she's sniffing outside that he's come home and said, "Here's a loaf of bread and Devon for the week." <laughs> <laughs> fix your fucking you know relationship career and so now they've got to basically have the uh, have the Jamali dress off exactly <laughs> for dinner this week oh <laughs> uh, where are we Wally Frogmore we broke their backs and made them humble give us the trophy now we're winning the league hashtag Benji who fuck off Frodo <sighs> well they can be well oh, it's, it's still early days isn't it yeah you're not March premiers yet <laughs> 
<laughs> got another two, 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 two or three games to go yet. Uh, Cody Girdlestone. I only just realised the pod was out on the weekend. Nothing beats the wrongfidence of an easy win. And I, then I replied to him and said something like, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, nothing beats, you know, the hind spite. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> of not putting yourself out there. There were a lot more Dragons fans on Twitter this week. It's great. We get some more t- tweets this year because Dragon fans, uh, they've re-emerged. Yes. We've been hibernating for about five years now. That's it. And uh, they're, they're back. Scored more points in one game than a whole season where they won a premiership. Exactly. Fantastic. North Queensland Cowboys 20 defeated Canberra to 16 at 1300 Teeth Stadium on uh, Saturday evening. The Cowboys 20 came from tries to Lockie Coote, Cohen Hess, Javid Bowen and critically Gavin Cooper. Um, Jonathan Thurston, two or three conversions. And um, Raiders 16 came from tries to Zach Santo and a double to Joey Leilua. Mm. Aiden Caesar, two or three conversions. Yep. Look, this game was the game. It was the, it was it, it, it was what it was, but let's talk back on point. <laughs> that try yeah. was simultaneously the arsiest yet greatest thing I've ever seen in yep. extra time in the history of rugby league. And I mean that includes Ben Hunt dropping it off the kickoff. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the Raiders did everything humanly possible, with one exception. In that extra time period, to yep. get away with the, to, to get away with the you know denying the Cowboys you know points at least on that occasion. Yeah. The first time it came to Thurston, the Cowboys did that wonderful you know standard roll rolled it forward, one out shit got yep. it down to about what 30, 20, 30 meters out. Yep. Thurston you know left of the uprights and Thurston was set up dead center ready to go and they just unleashed to play the ball, unleash the, you know, probably offside. I mean, I'm, I don't even bother looking at these things anymore in, in Golden Point. Yeah, no. The, the and they got to him to the point where he, he just had no, he had no chance and so he, he swings it out, he swings it out to the right and they get in that situation where they have to take the tackle probably 10 metres out but deep, deep down the right-hand side. So the ball has to come back to the centre for the next play. Yep. And to their credit, they got it there. But once again, Thurston's gets sandwiched by two guys simultaneously, gets the shittiest field goal attempt ever mm. like toast toe punted well he, he was charged down one time yeah sorry you got charged yeah. down the first time yeah and this, this is the, yeah. the, the final sequence yeah. I'm talking about now and um and he gets it off and it didn't look at any stage like it was going to come close to, to being a, a successful field goal mm-hmm. but somehow it did actually achieve enough elevation <clears throat> to yeah. careen off the, the dead underside of the crossbar Stop dead a foot from the dead ball line, and then who's there? Thurston's there, and then uh, looking all all set for the try, and then who's in you know, but regular partner in crime in uh, Gavin Cooper yep. comes through, touches it down. The only thing the Raiders did wrong in that entire sequence of a couple of tackles was who the fuck was back there? Everyone was up there trying yeah. to charge it down and, yep. and pressure pressure the field. Well, goal no, there was there was someone back there. But they turned after the ball hit under the crossbar. Yeah, they kind of, they and gave went down. They, yeah, they ignored the ball. They gave up on the play. They yeah. turned around and walked away. And I'm not sure who are. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was. But I mean, when you see that 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 try scoring they come in, there's there's no Raiders in the play. There's in, not in the frame at but all. When, when it not hits it, it, yeah, and it goes out, yep. you see a Raider turn away from the ball and walk back towards the twenty. Yeah, it. Um, but you know we, we, we've spoken before on the on the show about how there are players who are talented. Yep. And then there are players who are where they are because of effort. Yep. And JT, you know, it's like what we're saying. Embi should be doing. 
JT is that player who. Oh, but he's but he's definitely both though. He's a, he's actually the hybrid of both both of your types of players. There. No, he is like he has yeah. some natural talent, but I guarantee you that the dominant reason that he is where he is is his effort. You don't kick. You know you've seen those things he does where he can kick from the the, the corner post flag and, then, and curl it around and yeah and do that. You don't get to do that without knowing, and that's how you get to learn how a rugby league ball behaves and where to kick it and what it does yep. and yep. this and that. And that's why when other teams miss field goals, they miss 20 out to the right yep. and go dead and it's a seven-tackle set. Yep. When he misses it, he's still nailing the fucking crossbar. Yep. So, well done, JT. You're a champion. And the game itself, I mean, it, like, the Raiders did very well in the, for, for most of this game. But when the Cowboys got in front hmm. and then they, they, they got two tries back-to-back and for all way, it looked like, okay, it's, you know, Cam- Canberra had a, an amazing chance in this game. They've yep. held the Cowboys out for so long. You know, they've, they've, they're earning this. And then when the Cowboys score those two tries back to back, you're like, okay, here we go. Yep. It's done. You know, game over. Yeah. So, yeah, massive credit to them to, to actually get it back, to take it to goal yeah. point. And then they had that try. They thought they had the try. Yeah. Call back to the forward pass as well, right what, at the start of the... What's Rapana doing, given the, the, the double bird to the... Did he get any? Does anything happen to? Oh, he's been cautioned. He's been cautioned. Just cautioned. Okay. So, um, you know, it's three weeks for a shoulder charge. Yeah. Can tell the referees. Yeah. But uh, you know, you can you yeah. know, throw the double millennial salute. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the the Cowboys big men are just so energetic. Yeah. Like Tom Alolo was just fantastic. He's. What was his What was his stat? I remember seeing it, but I don't recall off the top of my head. But it, I remember looking and going, oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Yeah. Slow down. Have a rest. <laughs> Calm down, give, mate. Give some of the other kids gonna a do, You're going to do yourself a mischief. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like double what some teams output over the weekend. <laughs> he just did it himself. It was unbelievable. Well, he, he, 295 metres he ran for. That was it. I was thinking, the number in my head was 291. But yeah, so 295. And off how many carries was that? I mean, his uh, workload was great. Uh, hang on. It wasn't like he was running 50 metres of carry, you know. Like was... Where are we looking at a sports bet? And we'll go players. We'll go North Queensland. Um, so we ended up with one offload, one line break, eight tackle breaks. The, Just un- unreal. You know, and, and he's tackling it close to 90%. Yep. 22 runs for 295 metres. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That, that's probably what Penrith did all game. Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. I think it'd be close to what Manly did too, given they had the so, similar similar lack of possession. The thing in this one, the Raiders gave away eleven penalties. Yeah, you know the there is the they've got that that great the great youth and and enthusiasm that comes from it, but they've also the downside yeah. of that is penalties and you know people throwing tanties at the you know. And, mm. Flipping people off and, and, and that's sort of thing. There is also something to be said that this game would have had a very, very different outcome had BJ been benched for punching someone in the face yeah. because he scored two tries yeah, and within that 10-minute period. Yes. Yeah, the exact opposite there, what, what you would have expected to have happened uh, yeah. you know, had, he, had he received his rifle uh, rest. Fuck, maybe that's what Bryce needs to do, just punch cuts. <laughs> Bag a double. <laughs> yeah, but the key is you've got to not get caught as well, though. And he's not it good does, at not getting caught. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> clearly he's uh, he he gets caught there. <laughs> he's the courtest. <laughs> um, 
but again on this one, uh, Granville, fantastic. Back to that that energy thing. Yep. Uh, he was just eating up meters out of dummy half. So. Yep. I don't have any tweets to really speak of this one, so I'm going to move on to the uh, the Roosters 32 to feed the Gold Coast Titans 18 in a game of two halves. So they say at Hope Solo Coliseum, uh, just under 14,000. So we're talking about a uh, a metric 7,000 on uh, Saturday evening. And the uh, 32 of the Roosters came from a double to Kiri, who, well, he's fucking settled in immediately. Uh, Gordon uh, mm. Mitchell, Latrell Mitchell with a hat trick, and uh, Gordon four of six conversions. The Titans had tries to Don LG and Hayne, and um, Taylor three of three conversions. Um, the, look, the, the, this one was interesting. The, the Roosters came back, and, yeah, they're obviously going to finish better than, than they did last year. Yeah. They looked fairly well drilled. You know, their, their set pieces yep. look to be okay. I, I don't know how much of that was their set pieces being smooth and well executed as it was Titans. Titans being Defensive awful. reads just being you know, yeah, off. Non-existent. Yep. Um, but again, round one. Yep. Flip a coin. Um, the the fact that they've got their, their forward pack who look a little bit more engaged in the game, you know, on, yep. on the day, they've, they've got a a world-class forward pack. They've got um, JWH, who, if he's not trying to be a, a cheap merchant, actually gets in there and works, is as good as any prop in the game. And then they've got two origin or, or ex-origin second rowers. Yeah. So um, the the Warriors... Ah, sorry, Warriors. The Titans um, just, just seem to, to keep that gritty sort of style they had. But the reality for them is that two of their three tries were luck. Yeah. You know, one was an intercept. <laughs> yep. And one was um, the hobo and two dads bumping into each other yep. in the air. Yep. So take from that what you will. Um, the, the thing I did like was that the one genuine try that they earned was off a nice little crossfield bomb. Yep. That landed perfectly. I think that's gone out of the game too much that whole risk reward thing now if you get that kick wrong yeah and it's and, marked and, and, in goal yeah and it's a 20 meter tap and 77 yeah, yeah or it goes dead yep um, but if, if if they can can get a decent combination going with Hain um, whereas the kicks are landing properly yeah and Hain knows when they're coming because he'll get because he'll, he'll put himself on the spot though yeah he's, I mean he's great at taking them yep he's athletic enough he's strong enough yep to, to win in a wrestle and get the ball down yep um, so I think if the Titans can add that to their arsenal, there'll be some points this year. Yeah, I don't think the Titans are going to be as bad as that first half again. No. Nah. This season. And if they are, boy, long season. But the Roosters look good. I mean, they look, you know, a lot of people had them right up their, their rankings for this season. Yeah. And they, you know, I guess it was, yeah, it's only the first round, but they look pretty good so far, though. Yeah, One of the are. more impressive first round sides. Uh, Sammy Boy... Saying the uh, the Gold Coast Titans have a strong squad with sergeants and is like saying the Titanic had a pleasant trip despite the iceberg. <laughs> not a fan of us. Twilgan fellas, Trump's America did not affect the Roosters. Ash, make East great again. I don't know. There was a fucking dab that I saw that affected them pretty badly. Yeah, that's funny. Take your culture and fuck off. Green Machine Pod. Oh, wait, Salty said, uh, I went to bed at halftime of Titans versus Roosters and Titans outscored them. Moral, don't watch the Roosters and they'll get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as uh, as we all know that correlation does equal causation, it's scientific. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably right. Nice. 
The Warriors 26 defeated the Knights 22. Mount Smart Sunday afternoon, and the Warriors 26 came from tries from a hat trick to Fusatua. Cutter and Hoffman also with tries. Sean Johnson two or four conversions. Isaac Luke successful with his only attempt. The Knights 22 came from tries to P. Matautia. Stockwell and a double to Nathan Ross. Hodkinson two or four conversions and a penalty goal. This was the, the Warriors encapsulated the full breadth, <laughs> length and breadth of the Warriors yeah. encapsulated in one 80-minute 80, 80 period. Yes, where they were doing it easy. <laughs> they really were <laughs> uh, not as easily as 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 you, they probably would have expected, but they were they were well in command. And then two tries out of nowhere to the yeah. Knights. And all of a sudden they find themselves behind, and there was. But the probably problem with the Knights was it was they they went too early. I mean they left them about ten, well, about ten minutes on the clock. I think. Yep. And that was plenty of time yeah. for them to fuck up and, yeah. and invite the Warriors back into the contest to score, which they did. You know, shortly thereafter. I uh, I'll tell you what it was very good. I I had underestimated how excited I was to see RTS back in the game. Yeah. Like, did you, you remember his season with the, his last season with the Roosters? Well, that that was something else. When yeah. when he was like he he'd step. He was like Dalsim. He was teleporting. Yeah, he wasn't stepping. He was teleporting exactly. from one place to another. Like yeah. you, you needed predator vision to yeah. actually see where he was because your eyes couldn't track him. Yeah. Um, and and with him and Johnson in the same side, if they can both keep their heads in it, yeah, there'll be some fucking highlights if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, you know when when the Warriors eventually capitulate. Late in the season and and squander <laughs> their state of origin period advantage. Yeah, there will still be some fucking highlights uh, for the fans to to watch. But um, the Knights, I think, did better in this game than a lot of people thought they would. Well, absolutely. Uh, it's round one, but uh, were the Knights the laughing stock round one last year? I don't think they were. They weren't in anyone's eight, but I don't no, think they, they, were. they weren't. They weren't the laughing laughing stock in round one. I mean, that only no. became clear that they weren't going to win again. You know. Is it round sort of six or seven? I think let, let's say I want to say generously for them. I want to say sort of midway through the season, yeah, you know, people okay. started to realise, okay, these guys they're not very good. Plus, they have a ton of injuries as well, so they're yeah. bringing in even less good. That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Hodkinson looked looked refreshed and and ready to go. And and that Lamb kid doesn't seem afraid of of having the ball in his hand at yep. at key times, which is always a good sign for a, yep. a young playmaker. He wasn't stepping back. Um, so I, I am confident in saying that the Knights have the potential to win 300% more games this season <laughs> than last season. The big improvers. Massive improvers. <laughs> Statistically, they've won the comp. Put it that well, way. There you go. They're, they're, they're contenders, they're contenders for, for March premiers, uh, even though they haven't won yet. Well, yeah. And, and anyone <laughs> that, that makes woody t-shirts have, uh, you know, New, Newcastle. Statistically, they won the comp. Yeah. Get a trophy. Yep. Post it down. Mr. Palmer teacher said, an okay performance from the Knights, but we could have had that. Lapses in concentration cost us yet again. That's fair enough. It was an, yeah, that's, that, that covers really. An okay performance. And definitely you had it. And I mean, even 10 minutes, a team so starved of, starved of victories. You think that 10 minutes would be like, okay, it's a grand final 10 minutes. But it wasn't yeah. really. Then it just came, became the usual Knights 10 minutes. Yep. Um, Paramount Eels 20 defeat the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles 12 at the Fixer Upper. I like it. I'm looking here at the venue and it says everyone's got their venue like Mount Smart Stadium and, you know, the Seabus Super Stadium and so forth. And it's got here Lotto Land and then Brookvale Oval in Green Brackets. 
Poor conditions for this game. Uh, the Eels 20 came from uh, Corey Norman, Clint Gutherson, Bevan French tries. Gutherson, two or three conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Uh, Brian Kelly and Blake Green tries for Seagulls and Dylan Walker, two or two conversions. So this one, the real story of this one is the Eels played well enough. They like they played like like what we say about the Storm, where it's just like yeah. they just did the, the system stuff and didn't really show much of anything. Mm. But man, it was a wet day. So, but you know what? The Eels completed a lot of their sets. Yep. So there's no excuse whatsoever <laughs> for Manly to drop the, as much ball as they did. And as good as his charges were, to power was absolutely fucking hopeless in terms of ball security. Mm. And then you get the, unsurprisingly to no one, I mean, Uate wasn't great either. Tofu wasn't great. It's just that players need to understand that there's you don't need to strip a ball in wet weather football, if you're carrying it in one arm, tucked away down the side, all someone has to do is put their head or their shoulder there when they make the tackle, and it's just going to pop. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just going to pop out. Fucking lock it up and take the hit, and don't try and be cute. Yeah, seriously. It, it's so simple. I reckon the next NRL coach that gets punted, yeah, fucking get in for the job, and all we'll do is fundamentals. Yeah, or we will train them on. Well, I've said well, this, this is what this is what Desi did in his first season of Manly, and for the legitimately for the first seven rounds of that season, all they did was one pass off the ruck, crash it forward, get to the six tackle, put a good kick in deep to the corners, defend well, and they won the first six games of the yeah. season based on that. Yeah, it's with a no lineup. You know, like, this was a lineup that hadn't emerged yet, and you know, yeah. still had some so. you know legacy players in there. Maybe so, we should start a, an unreliable forwards ball security support group. <laughs> you could make some product that you could spray on their arms and, and the jerseys as like a stickum sort of thing that that you could act, it would actually just yeah. It's, I'd never is that does that work in any significant uh, capacity? This is the, this is what I'm saying. You've, you've got to invent something that does. You need to you, know, you need to get the chemical. You know. Do you know what would work even? Maybe as well as that. Teach them how to cut, cut the fucking ball well, up correctly. Having a hand, and like these fuckers' hands are proportionately. Well, they're like a bunch of bananas. Given it larger the ball than mine have ever been. Yeah. But one hand over the nose of the ball, and then when you enter the contact, the other arm goes over the top. And people can't see what you're doing, but what you're saying is kind of like a. You're, just, you're demonstrating kind of a wrapping motion. Yes. So you, you could probably distill that to saying wrap up the ball. Wrap up the ball. It, and the story of the game it comes down to the fact that they had about 38% of the possession mm. due to them dropping the ball themselves yeah. probably about 10 times. Uh, appalling completion rate. And that alone should have seen Parramatta probably win more like sort of 36 to 12, I think. Yep. Uh, and then when you compound that with the, the fact... Look, I'm, I'm willing to give their, their attack a pass... For one week, just because the completion rate was so appalling in their own half in this game that they just never even had a chance to display their wares, so I'm, uh, or time to build anything. But one thing I will say is that Cherry Evans, the money he's on, he needs to start acting more like a Thurston or a Cronk sort of player and seek out the ball three touches every set, four touches every set, and not just yeah. hang back until the third tackle and like wait to run something. 
surprise to no one, Uppy's not giving good enough service to the to the halves, which is yeah. which kind of yeah shock me. Uh, I see that uh, that Cullen and, and Hastings have been called in this week. I mean, there's a bit of a you know, injury and suspension toll this week. So whether they'll make it from the 21 into the main lineup and how that will shake out, I'm not quite sure yet. But uh, yeah. Hooking is a—it's an important position. It's not—it's not important like it was in the old days. It's important in new ways in the current uh, current uh, yeah. game of rugby league, and just the fundamental things of just good service cannot be cannot be underestimated. Um, but you'd think that somebody who spent their career in in playmaking roles would understand would have the that. foundation of that exactly yeah. because they've been on the receiving end of it yeah and I'm sure they've had good hookers and bad hookers yeah um, as have we all well um, yeah but yeah. it's it's something that again why isn't because this has been going on for long enough now yeah why hasn't Barrett addressed it and Barrett as a coach and he would understand intricately how much he would like how early ball he would like as you know, it, fuck. It, it's that sort of thing where yep. If you need to, you get one of those fucking kitty carnival things with a hole in it. Yep. And have him there for an hour, picking a ball up off the ground, running up to the spot, picking it up, and no, yep. get it through the hole. Yep. And when you can get 20 through the hole, move it back two meters. Yep. And when you can get 20 through the hole, move it back two meters. Yep. It, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. Fuck, I'm starting to sound like an old man. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the the only I mean, the eels look they look solid this season. There I, I do question their attack a little bit though because they should have put on way way too many points. And yeah. I mean a lot of their yeah, their tries were not lucky, but they were really just the the result of t- you know a ton of drop like drop ball from Manly like you know close to their own line that yeah, sort of thing. Um, Corey Norman was fantastic though. He was I mean he he controlled everything yeah. in that kind of Jamie Soward esque way, like where with his kicking game. And especially his kicks. I mean, there was a time where that I think they had like five dropouts in a row or something like yeah. that. And to Manly's credit though, then the one thing I will give him credit for is their defence and their resolve and it was was fantastic. I mean in that uh, to only concede three tries under the circumstances in which they put themselves is it's ridiculous. And to not concede at all during that period where they had like five consecutive yeah. dropouts was uh you know that that sort of thing does does show a, a certain character in in and defensive mindset, which is great. But at the moment, it's stop dropping the fucking ball and then let's see what the attack yeah. can do because it's too early to to really say what they can do there because they had it in poor position and 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 not very much of it just to start with. But um, look, you know, it could have been worse. Look, the, the thing the thing with Cherry Evans is he's got a new playing group around him, and he needs to very fucking quickly gain their respect. He needs to just grab, like he he needs needs to understand that he's the guy yeah. that needs to that that runs the shit. Yep. And he needs to fucking stamp his authority on that. And if he's not actually getting a touch, then it needs to be, you know, he needs to be up there barking barking at them, being you know yep. an extra set of eyes for Appy, you know, uh, about what's what you know what what's in front of them, which yep. direction they're going, all that sort of thing, like JT does. But you know? th- yeah, the, the thing is, he he needs to do it privately. Because the one thing Manly can't afford this season is any sort of infighting. Yeah, well, no, I don't mean in like a. I don't. I don't mean uh, in the sense of. Uh, in yeah, this, but tell, in, in tell me, there's not a, a worrying trend now when people don't like something that's going on at their club. To start. No, no I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's anything like that. It's just. It just. Oh, he has to be. He has to be the on-field leader. I'm saying that, he, that they require looks, him to be. He strikes me as a snitch. He strikes me as someone that yeah. had put something out to the. Yeah, I know the about press that. just to. 
mean, he's the he's the most loyal person ever. I mean, like you know, the the, the money he left on the table. Backflip circus. Well, that's the thing. See, loyalty loyalty prevailed over everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, Parra were good. Again, the their attack is obviously Corey Norman focused. Yeah. Uh, and Gutherson's, I, he, Gutherson's okay. I think he, he's, doing pretty, he's doing pretty well in 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 that role, which is not his, his natural role. But I mean, he seems to have found a home there for the years. So um, no doubt that combination will improve as the season goes on. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it's that that thing where again the when Corey Norman's faced with a bit of adversity, is there a plan B for the Eels? You know, no, like water falling, water falling, a beer down a. <laughs> <laughs> How does he unwind? A vag luge. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the battle between Tapao and um, Matangi as well. Some good old school yeah. fuckers charging at each other as yeah. well, which is always great to see in rugby league. So. But um, yeah, look, it's only the first one. Only the first one. I mean, Eels look look pretty solid, and I mean they they should they should improve. Have they made any, uh, made any changes for the team this week? For the Eels, Manly. Oh, yeah, you know, several thousand. <laughs> Thanks to thanks to the the, the shoulder charge nonsense that we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, we'll get to that. The cursed Chapo uh, Manly have the first Brian to play in the NRL in a decade. Ash bringing back the old school names, and he was good. That 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 is that was his, that that was his debut, and he scored the first try of, uh, very quickly too. Uh, That's unlucky not to score a second. The the worst fucking Gronk of the year tweet, gems. That's actually like a legitimate tweet. There's no there's nothing Gronk about yeah. that. No, no, I know, but yeah. I'm saying he he is that far shriveled inside his own abdomen after his fucking big gronk of the year show off. After, uh, yeah. He's fucking Wikipedia paging he pretty much after just, the games. He pretty much just cut a hole in cut yeah. a hole in the ice and jumped in, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. It's he's just waiting there. <laughs> Butsy eight eight eight. Tommy Turbo is one of my favourite non tigers, but it's hard to argue that he doesn't have some Jared Croker in him. <laughs> did you did you see the first round one? No, no I didn't. Did you tweet it out or was it? I did. I'll tweet it out again when uh, to, when the show goes out. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's an effort face, isn't it's it? It's not. That's like, that, that, that to me is like, he's eaten nothing but protein for three weeks <laughs> and he's just got this log that he just, it's just going to tear him apart and he knows he's given birth. No, that's, that's somebody, somebody's told him that he looks like a fucking walking toilet brush <laughs> and hurt his feelings. <laughs> The real Cambo ninety six worst manly side since two thousand two. Hashtag Trent Hash Mac Manly great again. Paraman Mark two. Well, it was scrappy, but Norman was dominant and controlled the game well. Happy to start twenty seventeen with a win. Uh, at forty zip, boys showed true grit today, but a rudderless Barrett has to go. Manly will never win the comp with Barrett. Hash sack Barrett. Bit of a theme. How do all these manly fans think they're going from what they did last year to winning the comp? Well, they, they're not. They're not. They're, they're saying that Barrett. Has to Your next goal is just avoid the spoon. The next, the next goal. The next goal is, uh, is sack Barrett, I believe. Avoid the spoon. From what I'm reading, make the eight. Then you could worry about premierships. Yeah, but I mean, like you could be like Eso and just like win premiership, get a spoon, <laughs> win the premiership, get a spoon. <laughs> the Scarecrow twenty three. Is anyone as unimpressed by Paris win as I am? I thought they were terrible in attack. They weren't terrible in attack, but they were, they were underwhelming attack. But I mean, you know. Forcing repeat sets is attack too, and they, you know, Corey Norman did extremely well in that regard. So, mm. you know, settle the fuck down, take the win, man. Fuck safe, bikes.
okay, back by popular demand, like we weren't going to have you back anyway. Joined again, <laughs> the total package, Nat Sinclair. Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. I loved it. It was great. Rave reviews, though. I mean, you you you, yeah, you were really directly happy. tweeted, and uh, and yeah, we got tons as well. Yeah. It was really nice. Thank you. It was uh, to everybody. It was really good reception. I was a bit worried coming on, um, just as to what people would think. So I was really happy to see your positive reviews, and I hope I can keep up the expectation throughout the year. Yep. Yep. And. Um, it, it, it's, it worked out great and then we put questions out there for people like okay so you know the, the ask Nat hashtag and people started started using it and we got a couple and we we, got, we didn't, didn't get all these you know sex pesty ones too which is especially pleasing from, from my perspective um, but the first thing I wanted to hit you with before we uh, get into these questions we saw you it was actually you tweeting about this uh, this article that came out talking talking about um, NRL should axe cheerleaders if they only pick them based on yeah. their looks and now this article was on the um, Sydney Morning Herald and it was written by uh, Dr. Michelle Smith who is a senior lecturer at Deakin University and the general thrust of the article is if cheerleaders are picked for athletic prowess and not based on look then they're okay otherwise they should do away with them or you know whatever and the impression I got from that was first uh, firstly I mean it could even be coming from like a false premise in the first place are they selected based on that I mean what is the selection so I guess take us through the process of you know how how you would you would have been selected um, to become a cheerleader and and what you're in your your experience you know what this article is this article uh coming from a false premise in the first place or what's your response to the article well yeah no worries well um literally every single year an article like this in some way shape or form comes about and every single year it fails to gain traction because no one cares like no one cares enough to get into it like they're trying to promote to get into the squad it's a dance audition firstly and look i can't speak for other squads but i know at penrith they they state we look personality is a big thing a yep. really big thing at Penrith um, they look at personality they look at what you do outside of cheerleading they look at obviously your dance ability but if you can't dance you're not in that squad because the dancing is the main part so we're at training I'm at training tonight for example for three or four hours and if you can't dance you're not going to keep up sure so it's it's a it's an it is an athletic thing and this year at Penrith as well we're really um, pushing some actual like American style cheerleading like stunty sort of things okay and I just think that Oh, like it. No one goes to a football game. I don't think anyone goes to a football game and goes home with the one thing they got out of that game being, oh my God, the cheerleaders were so offensive. I really don't. Like, if you go there, you leave thinking, yay, my team won, or no, that's my team lost. Yep. It's just, it's a part of the game, which I think, of course, I think it adds something to it. I used to love when I was younger going and seeing the cheerleaders. Like, I really did like that and I idolized that. And I honestly think a major part of um, our fan base as cheerleaders are little girls who look up to us and want to be like us. Yep. And um, that's why I think these articles, it just comes from a place, like I don't think this woman probably has not even been to a game in her whole life. And I don't think she would have any idea the selection process. She probably hasn't even seen the majority of the squads. Um, yep. Because it's just, it's not like you sit there, you send your photo in and they choose the 20 hottest girls. It's not the case. Um, so it was just coming from, it was coming, it was idiotic. The whole thing was just so stupid. And as you said, if an article is based around a false premise, then the rest of it doesn't hold up. Exactly. So it was a waste of an article. And I was really glad to be able to um, get back at that one. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've got to say on that one. It was just stupid. And like the first year, I 
the first year when I first started cheerleading and that article came out, I was like, oh, no, are they going to ta- are they going to get rid of us? And then you realise no one takes notice of it because nobody cares. So, yeah, it's no worries anymore. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> yeah, it's just it was it was ridiculous. I'm bored of these articles, like being there, seen that. So yep. Yep. it'll be out again next year, I guarantee you. <laughs> I wonder what their angle will be that time. Um, all right, so we had yeah, an, literally. So we, so we had an email from uh, a Twitter user. He's uh, at H4MMERZ, call him Hammers on Twitter. And uh, we've got to leave the first half out of it, but the second half is, is really good. Well, actually, he's got a comment first. He says he's a big fan of yours. He's always been on Team Nat. Not sure what the alternate teams are, it. but there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure who the other teams are, but there we go. And he said, uh, glad to see you jump on board the Gronk train. And now... He said, as, as a female fan of Rugby League, what is your opinion of the NRL's handling of DV and sexual assault cases? Does the NRL do enough to discourage this sort of behaviour? And does having guys like uh, well, you know, like Blake Ferguson playing women in league round, does it detract from the overall message that enough is enough? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say yes. Um, it's funny you bring this question up. I have a 17-year-old brother who's been brought up very well and I'm very proud of him because the other day he sent me a message um, just regarding, you know, violence generally and some stories he's heard about various NRL players and how they kind of just get away with it scot-free. It's not just Ferguson. Like, he had Greg Bird as well when he was playing, that sort of thing. And he said to me, how is it that players like Jared Mullen take steroids to improve an injury to get back out there and do what he wants to do has lost his entire career and then people who beat their wives or you know allegedly um, are still out there playing and he was disturbed by that and he has a really good point Um, I think there's this there's this attitude in 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 rugby league that if you're good at football then whatever you do they'll protect you Mm -hmm. and you see this a lot with the ones that aren't as talented or the ones who aren't as flashy or, or whatever they can do something small and there you go there's your contract gone but they give chance after chance after chance to these ones that are that are good but it comes to, it comes down to what's the value of them to your team you know on the field yes they've got a high value but to the community of the team it's probably not the best look having these players playing um so i don't think there's enough done because i think there's a strong message that if you're good at football it doesn't matter what you do they'll protect them and that's i don't think anyone can argue with that message um based on what we've seen um it's also like the, the other side of it you saw what happened with brett stewart how he kind of got absolutely axed and then it turned out that he didn't get convicted of yep. of what he was accused of and that's that's yep. a problem as well so i'm not saying every time someone's accused of something then yeah like see you later that's not the case but if they're convicted of something and they've admitted to doing something like this there needs to be stronger penalties um so yeah i, I don't know i don't think there's enough done um, it's something to work towards, but again, it's something you need to realise that the value of, of someone to your team athletically um, shouldn't be the be-all and end-all. So, well, yeah, so I don't think it's going to improve. Well, yeah, I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to improve either, to be, to be honest. Uh, not not yeah, for not for a while. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you're right. I mean, these there, there have been a number of guys who have been convicted, or they've you know they've pleaded guilty and and they might have had no conviction recorded at the end of it. But you know they. They, they pleaded guilty and they had to come to a settlement and all that sort of thing and yet they do just you know waltz back in and have the, we, 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 we big on the show talking about you know these redemption in quote stories oh and, um, I'm so sick of the redemption stories there should be yeah. nothing to redeem yourself from exactly and maybe start like that there's plenty of players out there yeah there's plenty of players out there with nothing that do the right thing but then it's the ones that get the chance after chance after chance and imagine being one of these players who does the right thing all the time get pretty bloody frustrated when somebody's being picked over you when they're not upholding the other side of it mm-hmm. and i'm sorry they are role models they are in the 
the public eye. Behave yourself. It's not difficult. It's really not hard. It's it's just all we ask of average human beings. It's it's not hard, and they're just constantly getting excuses made for them. And yeah, it becomes you get a bit over it. But I'm yep. glad that there are kids out there that understand that you know it's not right, at least on their own part. Well said. Okay, now we got a tweet from uh, Shanta86, and uh, we love Shanta, and he's, he's been uh, a listener for a very long time, almost since the very beginning. Yeah. And, he's, and he sent it us, and, 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 yeah. and at Penrith, he'd be, he'd be very well known as well. But uh, he, he's yeah, asked you if yeah, you... Yeah, I was if, excited when I saw this. If you remember a strangely proud mother introducing introducing him to you, saying, that this, uh, this, is, this is my son, Michael. He broke his leg at half time. And you replied that you had a story about that, saying, so, oh, let's hear it. Yeah, well, okay, so unfortunately I don't actually remember that happening, but I have a very good story behind the whole thing that happened to him. So us girls, that was my second year of cheerleading when this happened, and us girls every week used to look forward to that pre-game, uh, that halftime entertainment game, yep. um, where it was this massive ball and everyone would try and, it was, honestly, it was so funny, like, it was so funny. People would go flying, and obviously yeah. it didn't end up too funny for Shanta, <laughs> but um, it was, it was so funny, and we dead set, we'd all stick out in the field and watch it every time and I was in Europe um the time of the subject game in which the incident happened and I remember um we were playing Brisbane and we won by a field goal yep. and I'm sitting there trying to talk to my friends because I was trying to get onto the NRL website it wasn't working the streaming wasn't working and I was trying to talk to the girls about what's going on in the game and all they would talk about is this guy who <laughs> broke his leg at the halftime entertainment that's all they would talk about and they were all devastated because we knew that would mean that 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 was not going to happen anymore yeah. from the here on in. Yeah. So basically, he ruined the best part about cheerleading for Penrith. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go, Shanta. You <laughs> he ruined what a, everything. What a can. But, um, <laughs> yeah. What about old mate? What about what about what about old mate, the forgotten guy, though? The guy that crashed into him and broke his leg and he, he like, dislocated his shoulder or something, didn't he? He had a. He had know, a I, didn't even, it, I didn't see him go. I didn't even know. Yeah, it wasn't as grotesque as, it wasn't as, grotesque just, as that ankle. Either. But um, he's still got a bad player, one. Um, I think James Seguiaro threw up over it. Yeah, oh, he posted I'm a picture. Sure. Seguiaro C- posted a yeah. photo on his Instagram about it. Yeah, with the ankle. Yeah, and I just remember like trying to figure out what the bloody score was in this game, and all they could talk about was his leg. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and now we don't get to watch that hilarious game anymore because it was funny. But obviously, I understand why they can't do it. It's funny because um, leading up to that, we used to always say, someone's going to get hurt one day and we're not going to be able to do this anymore. And this, you know, this game was going on for some years. And then, yeah. obviously, it did happen. So, these days, triplically correct to have anything like that um, happening at the NRL games. But we enjoyed it while it lasted. And, and when you think about it, like in hindsight, it's incredible that it lasted as long as it did, given the way public liability and oh. everything works these days. Yeah, well, I I work in personal injury, yeah, and that is that is literally a public liability case waiting to happen. Um, so, yeah, so I'm very surprised that it was able to to be that long. But you know, I guess all good things must come to an end. <laughs> exactly, and uh, just uh, we'll wrap it up this week with one from. Um at Holmes the Sexual 69 who is uh, <laughs> the artist formerly known as uh, as uh, Special K Online who was our two-time Gronk of the Year for in our end of year awards oh that is a great honour it, it is, it is it's, it's difficult too because there's a lot of them out there but uh, he said look uh, as a lawyer what advice do you have for a fan that a player has taken an AVO out against asking for a friend <laughs> Asking for a friend. 
Uh, we're talking about Cronulla Sharks games, by any chance? <laughs> we are. We're, we're talking about, uh, about, uh, about Cronulla Sharks players who may yeah. or may not have um, uh, a day named after them on Feb 14. Oh, the old Valentine Holmes, hey? Um, <laughs> well, I think it's best that you stay away from Valentine, um, given given your history with, with him. Um, if you have an AVR and a player and, and they find out you're even at the game, you've got a bit of a problem. So um, I'd, I'd stay away from Valentine at all times. I know it's difficult. Um, also on, on Twitter and things like that, that would also count. So that's that's my advice. That's my legal advice for, for your situation. So just uh, you're saying just well, get you, you, you tell him just to switch switch it off. He just can't. He's just got to get over it. There's no way around it. You got to, you got to get over Valentine. <laughs> well, there you go, there you go. And uh, <laughs> remember, if you have a question for Nat, you can send it to us at hello at thisweekinleague.com if it's an especially long one, or you can you know PM it to us on Facebook as well if you like. Um, or if it's it'll fit, if it'll fit in uh, in a couple of characters. Tweet us and uh, and tweet Nat and just add hashtag Ask Nat to it. And it makes it easy for me to find when I'm uh, when I'm talking to Nat. Well, and, uh, I've seen. We go I, I've actually seen a few this week. Um, a lot of Tigers fans have tweeted me. Um, yeah. So asking my opinion on the Tigers, if I think they're going to be the age, what I think of you know the Big Four and all that. So um, just quickly, um, I remember this. I don't want to crush everybody, but this time last year they also smashed it first round and then they smashed it second round um, and then it all kind of went downhill so um, I wouldn't be quickly adding them to my eight yet but I, they played really really well uh, a lot better than I expected and I am not excited for the weekend so um, yeah I'm not putting them in the eight yet but we'll see how they go there's a lot of potential there um, it's just about if they if it's this year that they get it together and so, I just, well, just want to clarify you said you, you, you said you were not excited for the weekend no, You're dreading I it. think we're going to get done. Ooh. I think Penrith are going to... Yeah, I'm dreading it. Okay. I'm absolutely dreading it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really dreading it, to be honest. I don't think it's possible for us to turn around our performance in one week against a team that really played very, very well. The Tigers had everything that we should have had on the weekend. They had that. They came out there really looking, working together as a team. Um, and I just... I was obviously really disappointed in Penrith's effort, but... I don't think that we'll be able to turn it around in one week, maybe next week, but um, I'm, I'm not predicting a win there. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us as always, Nat, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week with no some more, more Ask Nat questions. Sounds good. Previews for round two of 2017 NRL season Thursday night football. The Roosters take on the Bulldogs at Allianz. I think just based on last week, um, the Roosters Roosters have got a bit a uh, few more points in them, and and the Dogs look a little bit rudderless. What's the weather like in Sydney at the moment? If it's dry, the Roosters will cane them. It's been raining. No, it's still raining. Yeah, really. Fine. But again, it was raining last week. And the Dogs yeah, were shit. True too. Yeah. So, but I mean, but but you know, just traditionally speaking, when it is raining, the razzle dazzle does get turned off somewhat you know, in favour of you know ball security and yeah, no, and definitely sort of does. Thing. So I, I feel that that sort of thing plays into the hands of of unimaginative dour football sides <laughs> like the Bulldogs. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win. No chance in fucking hell. I mean, you you know, I, I, you think we'd learn our lesson from these multis and and 
and so forth. But <laughs> <laughs> Gamble irresponsibly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think Roosters. is by plenty. Uh, the Warriors take on the Storm on a Friday night, the early, the dead slot, the dead zone. Um, it's good. It's good for New Zealand. It's perfect for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But um, but I, yeah, no, not for not for us as the viewing public. I think as long as the Storm's back lacerations have healed from where they had to show Craig that they'd given themselves twenty yep. lashes. Dead penance. Yep. Um, they they should do this easily. Yep. I think so. Well, the Warriors were the Warriors were the Warriors, weren't they? So the st- the Storm will punish mistakes more than most teams will. Yes, uh, yes. And, and this early in the season, you know, there's going to be some in the Warriors. Yeah, uh, they've, they've they've certainly done a like for like by swapping Blake Ashford for Manu Vatavai in their in their 21 or 22 they've got mm. there at the moment. Um, and I get, and I think at the moment there's some question over Luke and uh, Charlie Gubb whether they'll play. Um, Bromwich, of course, in the we didn't mention it in the, the match report, but he he didn't last very long at all um, before injuring his uh, was his was finger or thumb the uh, broke thumb some, thumb yeah. yeah, and so he's uh, he's out for a couple of weeks I think uh, did, yeah. I don't know, have they confirmed exactly how long I think it was at least two I thought it was at least four no I think I think it got reduced on oh, really? on further consideration okay. yeah I'm fucking hoping so because I don't yeah, want to train from, out from fucking years and years and years. <laughs> You know, people say to you, how are you doing? And yep. you go, yep, you get the thumbs up. From years of just not doing that when Bellamy's around, <laughs> his thumbs are brittle as fuck. And um, this one, well, yeah, look, you, you can't go past the storm, to be honest. It's early in the season. It's really hard to determine, you know, form lines and everything, but the storm yeah. in these early stages have their system and they appear to be executing it, you know, fairly well. And and again, last week it was rainy and fucked and yep. shitty conditions. So, um, oh, you know, you know what? My want list for this match is an RTS break. Yep. At his own in goal. Off uh, off some kind of ridiculous step. Off some kind of ridiculous step, but then being chased down by Josh Adokar. Mm, okay. A, a, a ninety meter fucking foot race. All right. All right. That's all I want, and I'll die happy. Brisbane Broncos take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Suncorp, and this is the late, well, you know, for us, 7 o'clock, awesome, but uh, <laughs> 7 o'clock game in Queensland, and uh, Benji Marshall joins the the Broncos on the in their 21 in the extended bench. Probably doesn't mean a lot. I believe that Tau Tau Monga is like, there was a question an injury over him or something. Yeah. I think there are people that will probably slot in before. Apparently, they, they, him was having, um, they said he was having heart problems. That's right, know. yeah. That's some fucking scary shit, man. What, uh, and what did they say? I, I briefly heard about it on the radio, but I didn't... What, did they, did they come like to the conclusion of what it was? As much as every part of me wants to take the low-hanging fruit on that one, Yeah. Um, that, that is some legitimately scary shit. If you're having heart problems at a young age on the sporting field... That's the sort of thing where they're like, sorry, mate. Done. Unless you play for South Sydney, you'd probably get some extra laps after the game. <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you 80 minutes. South. Believe me, you will not get a minute less than 80 minutes. Uh, look. Yeah. Early season form, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough because the Cowboys weren't great for long tracks of that game. They only really pulled their finger out in, you know, in the last 20 minutes and got, and got it done. Yep. But you would imagine that you'd, they'd take a lot from that 
just you know, the emotion of those, those Golden Point wins and the way yeah. that they came back, got themselves into that game, got themselves well well in front. So you, uh, you would say the quality of the Cowboys' Golden Point wins has been on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, like that Ben Hunt one, like the, the grand final one was was satisfying. Yep. Through then the, the way next that one. It happened, but this but this was, yeah. This, this one was sort of like the the jerk off when you've got ten minutes by yourself, like you, you get it done. But you, you know. <laughs> okay, so who are you, who are you taking? I think that if the Cowboys big men can can stand up for this game, they can worry the Broncos. Oh, the Cowboys certainly better than the Sharks are. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and and that was what got the Broncos home was was their exploiting of of tired lazy yep. defenders. So. Um, yeah, if if Tom Lolo and Scott and company can stand up, then the Cowboys will get home. Scott Boyd, of course, by his uh, real, I guess, extending of his stay at the Cowboys. After the talk, he was going to the he was going to the going to the Knights, but the the Cowboys have raised their offer and he'll be staying there apparently. So unlucky Knights, they got to pay overs, and even then they, can't, <laughs> they still can't do it. Isn't that the rugby league equivalent of a cure for AIDS? <laughs> Newcastle Knights take on the Gold Coast Titans um, down there in Newcastle mm. on the Saturday afternoon game. Well, this is a good game for the Knights at this early stage mm. of the season. I mean, the Titans, they, they definitely aren't there yet. Um, the Titans, I think they're going to trot out the same team. And Kevin Proctor was, um, you know, supposedly had some injury concerns, but yep. uh, but he's, he's set to play at this stage anyway. Look, I still I think the Titans will, will put together a better eighty minutes than they did in round one. Yep. And I think on the back of that, that will be enough to get them to get them to win over the Knights. I I, I can't put I can't put yeah great moments in games aside. I can't I can't put any faith in the Knights. Yet. I need to see what they got. Give them four weeks. See if there's some sort of consistency in their yeah. performances. I mean, if they put that fight in like they're getting against the Warriors, and the Warriors turn out to be you know go undefeated in the first month of the game. Of the, of the season, yeah. then, okay, there's more stock in Res- there. Reserve the right to change your mind. At this stage, this shit doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just got to, got to go with the Titans. And begrudgingly, too, because I don't have a lot of faith in their quality of play yeah. at this stage. I, I I agree with you. I think this is a good opportunity for the Knights. I think the Titans will be there end of year, um, but I don't think they're going to get there as quickly or as efficiently as a couple of couple other teams like your Storm and your, your Cowboys. Yep, yep. Um, there, there was some lazy defence there by the Titans last week. Yep. You know, Connie Hurrell was caught out badly a few times. Yep. Um, and I mean, well, I mean, well, when has he ever been accused of being lazy? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of two things is going to happen: that the Knights will jag a, a small upset here. Yep. Or the the shit in the media will will rally the Titans together, and they'll um, you know, come come away with a win that that galvanises them as a, a playing group. Mighty Manly Eagles take on the South Sydney Robbios again at the Fixer Upper Saturday evening, the early game, and uh, this one there's a few changes there with Tapau and uh, and Fenor Blake copping two week suspensions uh, due to early pleas to shoulder charges. Uh, Nate Miles <laughs> replaces Marty Tapau. Well, what a fucking trade that is! <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's like trading in <laughs> in Zipporah for Kate Fisher. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and Cameron Cullen comes in uh, replacing Nate Miles in the interchange, which is fantastic because I've wanted Cullen in the 17 for a long time. I think he'd be fantastic. Um, Jared Kennedy moves in uh, for, for Noor Blake. 
So where are they playing Hastings? Well, at the moment, is he like, on an extended or is he in for green? He's on the. He's in. He's in nineteen, so he's in that extended yeah, okay. massive group. So who, who knows, really? So uh, knowing Barrett, he's playing hooker. Yeah, well, you know, look, I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> he was he was all right in the preseason, and uh, so and like Lloyd Parrott, he was injured as well. So um, yeah. so Sean Lane comes in, so we'll see what he can do. Well, or not. I mean, he's basically in the seventeen at this stage, but. When you put someone like John Wright in eighteen, you have to wonder what's going on in the back line. There is somebody, somebody needing something. <laughs> like, why? Why would you put that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I had to say, what did you say? Like Uate, he wasn't he wasn't too bad on the weekend either. He had one really bad drop ball, but uh, that was a, from a loose carry. Uh, yeah. As far as like under the high ball and things like that, he was actually fine, which is. It's weird because he he certainly didn't go untested. In in the company of first games for a new team players, yep. he was in yeah. in the the top little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah he, he was okay. He was he was far better than he was in the All Star game. Not, Let me not, tell you, not like his last name was Lee or anything. <laughs> it's exactly. Um, oh, this one, there's there's the, the the hint of the possibility of an outside chance of a return for Adam Reynolds. He's been named in twenty one here. Um, well, yet again, it's a certainty because even if he's not healed, Madge just going to throw him in and tell him to walk it off. That's it. Yeah. So, walk off that appendicitis, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and you see, uh, Tom Burgess has been dropped to the uh, Reggie's, and George has been dumped yeah. back on the to number twenty on I, the. I've seen the Burgess brothers in real life. Yeah. And un- unless there is something hampering how they train or how they run, I do not see how they fail to get a starting spot in an NRL side. Yeah. It, it, it is like they would almost be having to try not to. to disappoint their coach. Yeah. To not get a... Like, that's how big and imposing yeah. those fucks are. Um. You know, is that the indicator of of some uh, some need for regime change at Souths? Well, I mean, they've been shit though. They have been. So, but again, in in shit sides, there are forwards who who don't shirk their responsibility. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think you guys um, should take the points on this one. Yeah, I mean, if Manly hold the ball, all I want to see is eighty minutes of holding the ball, completed above eighty percent. That's a, that's the first thing, and then when if that's if that benchmark is fulfilled, then I'll you know we'll appraise the attack and go okay you've had you've completed eighty percent and and say you get it you know get your share of possession like yep. you know, split it fifty fifty whatever. Once you've had a fair share of possession, then let's see how many points you've scored and let's see what your attack's done. Have you can you can you build to anything? Are you building pressure? Are you getting repeat sets? Uh, and then you know Cherry Evans fucking get in there. And uh, yeah, this combination with Green's obviously going to take time to to get itself together. Yeah, but that's it. I want to see more apparent effort towards you know doing that. But um, look, I think Manly can get on the board here. Um, we'll see how if Reynolds plays. I mean, if Reynolds plays, they're a vastly different side. Yeah. To a to a a Luke Kelly outfit. So that does give Sows a lot of Sows a lot of hope if that's yeah. the case. And this, and I, I am am worried by the the prop crisis that Manly are going through at the moment. Because uh, especially because like Nate Miles throwing Nate Miles for anybody is like. But yeah, again, if if yeah. you're up against anyone like the the Raiders or the Sharks or or the Cowboys, yeah. that would worry the shit out of you. Yeah. But South's forwards pack were 
fucking wet tissues last week. So. Yeah. yeah, and if they can continue that, then fantastic. Yep. Uh, the Raiders take on the Sharks down in Canberra. I think this will be a bit more of a grudge match for the Raiders than it is the Sharks. You know, the whole oh, I think so. Ennis Viking clap thing last year. And but the thing is now, you know, the Sharks are defending premiers as well, and with that comes the the expectation that every team is going to be uh, Ben's wife. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him when he had his time it out. <laughs> but uh, look, all that aside. Phone calls in coming to the other side. Um, <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, so um, I think that the, the Cronulla has to go into games with the expectation that as a defending premier, that every team has a, an innate reason to lift against them. Yeah. And uh, then the Raiders have got that extra yeah. extra grudge because they, they got trolled hard last year yeah, they by did. Anderson Co. And, and I, I think the, this will be a, a nice... Uh, example of the Raiders and, and see if they are going to be that team that can lose a game yep. and then come back better. You know, yep. they've, they've been very vocal that Ricky wasn't blaming the refs, mm-hmm. even though he said he was very confused <laughs> with the refereeing. Um, and and if that penalty count drops, you know, yep. do they do what they say? We yep. both made comments last year that Ricky Stewart was one of the only coaches that would come out and press us and say, yep, yep this is the issue yep. and we're going to work on it. It's not him this time, it's the playing group saying it. Uh, so I think it's important now they, they back that up over the next few weeks. Um, look, just just based on, on I think, observed fitness levels, yep. there's a, a little bit more punch in the in the Raiders. Yeah, I would agree with that. In the centres and, and edges, so I think the Raiders will come away with this one. Yep, I'll back that. West Tigers take on the Panthers Sunday afternoon, Campbelltown. Now, if there was ever anyone <laughs> who didn't think that betting is a fucking mugs game, the Penrith Panthers are favourites in the betting for this. It's a little bit strange. Like Manly were favourites last weekend, and I thought, you know, given that the way that you know, Parra were hyped that this was their year and everything, I was like, what the fuck is going on there? It Penrith Panthers. Panthers are a dollar eighty-one. You said it right first time. Panthers dollar eighty-one favourites in this. It. How that happens, I, I don't know. Um, similar to what you were saying. It was only round one. Sim- People don't believe yet. Yeah, but similar to what you were saying about Manly. What, what I want to see this week is control and attack. In, That's what I see intent. In, That's what I want to see out of Penrith this I, week. I want them to earn field position. Yep. You know, I, I want them to earn getting over the halfway line to then un, unfurl your mm-hmm. plays. Yep. And I want, if you don't have the correct setup for it or the correct opportunities to not throw stupid shit yep. and not gift field position to the, to the other team. I want to see, you know, aggression and commitment in defence and I'll be happy. I, I think West will come away with this. They've got, at this stage of the season, too much is clicking for them. Yeah. Um, Moses is, is playing incredibly well. I'd love to see this as a game where like both teams sort of play to their potential though. And it's just you know fantastic. Yeah. Like, the way that the way that they match up against each other it could be one of the most exciting games of the year. Should that happen, I just don't think it will. Though. I think the optimal time for a Panthers Tigers game is about round nine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, Penrith missed Josh Mansour a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah, especially coming out of our own end. That's that's that he's you number know, one value in my crucial. opinion. Crucial. Um, can't finish a try. 
you know, credit work. Yeah, but I think, but I mean, so can a lot of, you know, that's that's like the 101 yeah. sort of thing for the, you know, for, for wingers and so forth. Yeah. I mean. but, but him, he, he's yeah. that guy who will somehow make 20 metres yeah. carrying 45 cunts on his back. Yeah. It's, you know, no wonder he, he injured himself, but... Um, we, there's we, a lot of guys, there's a lot, there should be a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of points being docked for extra players <laughs> on the field, I think, under that scenario as well. <laughs> Undefeated premiers. Um, but there's still a little bit of crisis. Yeah, uh, we, we've pulled um, younger brother Watani Zelezniak for this week. Well, he's so, a, yeah, he's 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 an outside chance of playing. They say he's in the he's, he's on the, the extended. He's in the squad I hope he gets though. A run. I, yeah, they yeah. say outside um, chance. Yeah, at this stage, Dylan Edwards is going to uh, be on the wing. But yeah, he's but, a chance. But for a, a team where so much of its attacking power comes from being finished off in the centres or the wings, yeah, you know, um, no, I think the Tigers will take this one. And St. George Laura Dragons take on the Parramatta Eels in our final game, the uh, 6.30 game on Sunday. And uh, this one. Now, again, not not that I want to encourage betting, but the gambling agencies are due to recoup their losses from last week that they paid out on the Dragons by collecting streets and streets of real estate around the Cogra area from Dragons <laughs> fans taking them at $2.05. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I don't think the the Dragons will come up against a side as poor as they did last week in Parramatta. Yeah. Uh, there'll, there'll be much more fight and resistance uh, and I think Corey Norman will be the difference and the Eels will get her. I think that the Eels uh, will play a structured game. Corey Norman, if he can sort of control things and earn repeat sets like he did last week, then that's the sort of resistance that the Dragons simply didn't come up against last week. Yeah. And it'd be interesting. It'd be, I mean, it'll be interesting to see a good test of where the Dragons really are when they're playing against a team that actually does put up a, a real fight against them. And the yeah. Eels, you know, no matter what, they will do, they, they will do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, I, th- I think the Eels with that one. So here's and, the um, thing. Has Corey Norman matured enough for origin contention? Well... Yes. Let me put that out to the listeners. Yes, I, I think so. But it's round one. He's, he's got pl- he's got plenty of time to 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 take. No, no, I know, but but he he's often left out of the talks around around Origin. People talk about Milford or well, he left himself out with his off field stuff. Yeah, you know? he did. So that's and and that's that is a big a big consideration. Off off field stuff is only something that is forgiven in State of Origin arena. Is if you're if you're an incumbent or, or, or long serving. Member of the Queensland, or side. everyone else is injured. They'll forget that shit real quick. Yeah, but but, the, but there's probably someone else that you're in content that you're hmm. vying for the position with, and they'll probably get it based on the off-field stuff. However, if you're if you're an incumbent, you've done five series. Yeah. You can do pretty much what you can kill a man, <laughs> <laughs> and provided you don't and provided you don't get jailed for murder, <laughs> you'll get selected again for nice state one. of origin. Um, but yeah, eels for that one, and uh, yeah, smooth Corey will lead him home. full-time of episode 245 thanks for listening everyone and uh yeah you can always interact with us on twitter so follow at twi league we're also on facebook.com forward slash this week in league so make sure you like that shit up share it around all that goodness itunes reviews please uh we surprisingly we got, got into the top 10 again uh with our first episode Dang. last week which is against them like the podcast you know, the, the, the the podcast landscape has changed so much in the last you know seven years whereas 
it was pretty much just podcast back then, but now it's mm. like you're vying against repurposed content from Triple M and and Fox and uh, and like ESPN and all this sort of thing when it comes to the sport and legit independent podcasts are fewer and are fewer and further between when you're looking uh, on the actual charts. I mean, because it's a, it's more sort of professional um, studio content from from sports broadcasters and and their their reporters and might have their own sort of splinter shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um so it's great to see that the support's still there and uh, keeping us up where uh, we want to be. Supercoach this week it's only round one of course, but Papa's Taxi. Uh, so, Bald Andy's team, he's the, he's in the first first position. Flying Piranhas, Mighty Doggies, Dingbats, Fiji and Eels, uh, The Journeyman, Lamb of God, Moist Fist, Otie McOatface, <laughs> and uh, Hammerhead Thrust Eagles. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking band. What? <laughs> the Hammerhead Thrust Eagles, I love that one. Uh, that's our top 10 at the moment, obviously, first week, and the top score there was 11.70, which is pretty good considering some other scores I've seen around. Yeah. Uh, tipping, NZ Tiger on top with seven, and obviously we've got a big tie. Well, let's look, as it turns out, we only got eight people that got seven out of eight, and uh, then we're down to six, so I'll, we've got I'll, uh, I'll apologise for each and every one of them not getting eight. <laughs> NZ Tiger, Nathan Webb, Jake Chook, uh, Matt Robertson, Mario Siegs, One-Eyed Tiger, Chris Hay, Mikus Wickus, and... Uh, that's the that's the top eight who are all tied on seven, and uh, with uh, you know points. Fucking Mario's back in. Yeah, he's up there, and um, it's I, didn't, I didn't think he had time to tweet anymore since he was trying to change all the um, crosswalk signs in Melbourne. <laughs> Johnard, oh Cruzy, he's in uh, he's in ninth, and uh, three card magic trick in tenth, and obviously we'll see that shake out as the, as the uh, season progresses, and uh, that's it. Nice one. Catch our catch our, our incorrect predictions on the SportsMate app as well as on the podcast. Uh, they cut that out with a parental advisory warning on there. Uh, <laughs> Welcome if you're a, if you're a league live <laughs> and uh, you were, you were using your family app and all of a sudden hearing about fucking cuts. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's been much worse in the past, so you're lucky. The previews is probably one of the landscapes of the actual show that is less likely to feature traumatic... <laughs> there hasn't been any stiletto <laughs> talk in the previews. Yeah, you don't hear about <laughs> strawberry thick shakes. <laughs> That's it. Next Thanks week. for listening. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>